Meister. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 18th of June, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Tired and hot again. And Robert Kemp. Oh, it's not what you look for in a, love, in a woman. I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Not, not, not that specific combination, is it? It's not what you put on your dating profile. It's like, I, I, like, I, like, I like my ladies tired. <laughs> is that better than energetic and unattractive? I don't know. Actually, energetic might be a bit much. Yeah. I, I, you don't want the opposite yeah, end of the spectrum. You want neutral. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm doubling down on tired. Maybe tired is good. Yeah. Tired and hot, yeah. Ideal. <laughs> what a way to start a podcast. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. I mean, there's only, there's only so much I can do with that. You don't have to do... You don't, don't have, have to make a play off what I say. You just say your own thing. <laughs> you do when it's the first, like, few seconds of the podcast. That's the whole idea of those years first. But then when I always stupid. go first, it doesn't give Rob a chance to be the originator of the conversation. No, but that has worked for years. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're relatively well. 13 I years switch of, it up. 13 yeah. years of quality recording. Clearly. <laughs> It's clearly been great every time. <laughs> I feel like there's a natural order to the introduction yeah. of, of peoples. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. I can be your riff track for, for a hot second. <laughs> or a tired second. Yeah. Or a hot and tired <laughs> second. <laughs> Robert Kemp is slightly punchier than Zachary Burgess. In terms of it, it works better that way around. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can feel that. I can feel that. It's fine. I'll take third billing on this here podcast. <laughs> Not really. I mean, you're the one that gets to actually start the conversation because that gets cut off by me introducing you every time. Yeah, that's still not even how that always works, though. <laughs> no, it's true. I should get like a like like an and or a with. Like you know how like when they list the credits of actors and it's like it's kind of a big deal if they yeah, get like they get like the get an and, and or a with. Yeah. What's the deal with that? It's so weird how certain people get certain phrasings think, in their introductory credits. I think you just request it. That like, as, or like, as like featuring or something like that. Yeah, it's like they're trying to want to, make, want to make a big deal of this person being there. And it's like, oh, we've got this. But also Mark Strong. Like, <laughs> I always felt like I think that. he's always on that list. Like, I think that's one of the things he always goes for. It's like with Mark Strong. And it's like, oh, okay, wait, he's done it again. I guess, I guess I've never like paid attention enough, but it always felt like that was for that was for people who are quite famous but aren't actually a big part. Yeah, is it like <laughs> is it like to try and lead? Is it, it's like Oscar bait in a way to try and lead you into being a supporting actor role or something. It's like, but, by but the way, even, it's got it's a with it's a it's a with. I'm I'm important. I think it does. It is different, isn't it? it does mean something, doesn't it? Because you do get it on TV shows as well, as well even with a regular member of the cast. Yeah. But that's a bit odd. You'd think it would be like, I mean, you know, for a famous... I was just you know, trying to think, show, shows, that, shows that are a bit meandering will do the guest star thing, right? Even though if they're in quite a lot of episodes, but they'll hmm. still be a guest star, I guess. How does Mando do it? Because that's quite meandering. Um, do they just say, like, seen... cast? And it's just a different cast each episode or something? Or like, Do they not do any of that? Like, so what happened when Jack Black and Lizzo turned up, you know? <laughs> yeah, they were in the ending credits. I mean, but I don't mm. think they had any. Were they like a featuring or a names? guest star yeah. or. 
with. Man, that was a bit lame. <laughs> the whole series of Mandalorian it was okay, but I mean, it's, it, you know, it's it's super. It, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like I like it a lot. But it's it's getting easier to pick holes in it. Yeah, like it doesn't. I don't know if this last season made a whole lot of sense. Not really. No. That's even without Rob's, without like, or with Rob's less knowledge of Star Wars than Dan mm. and me typically employ. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah it, does, but now... it, doesn't, it doesn't require backstory to pick holes. Well, no. no. But I don't know, even know if there were even as many like references to old Star Wars lore that I, that we know. Um, as they as they were in previous seasons, maybe maybe now, maybe yeah. someone at Disney was like, "You need to stop doing that. Stop trying to bring back all the extended universe shit we got rid of." <laughs> well, what was in the latest Mando season was like massive flashbacks to like prequel era stuff, right? Like the like Order sixty six in the temple with the guy who played um, Jar Jar Binks and stuff like that. I don't remember that. Yeah, wasn't there the bit where Grogu got oh, he yeah, had a flashback sure. and he got yeah. rescued by that, that that cool Jedi guy who's play, played by the guy who played Jar Jar? Apparently. Who I, I really I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's quite cool. That's, that's Ahmed Best. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool. Also, that kind of seemed that was a po- somewhat pointless sequence, right? It didn't like add to anything. Yeah, it, was just, of, it was just yeah, kind of exactly. Thrown me in. It was it was fan service. A little bit like that most whole most of it is fan service. A little bit like that whole scientist episode, right? Yeah, like, that really yeah. didn't come to anything i mean maybe that's still setting stuff up but but not really not really but like, that's the thing like because like moff's obsession with clones is, is, is come, comes up again as part of that that's that whole thing and then it's just like yeah mando dealt with that in like one scene <laughs> and it's like that's not a thing it's not a concern like it's that wasn't that was just, that wasn't even what they were out to do it just happened to be there it's so weird it's like they yeah I really didn't like that. Like that action in that episode, there's a bit where they like jump off a train, which is meant to look really dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, CGI, yeah. And they just sort of fall like yeah, for about miles an that, hour that onto work. a little. Because it's a really, it's a really <laughs> feckin' fast train as well. Yeah. And, they, and they just kind of like, oh, we, we can survive landing on a tiny crash mat. Yeah. <laughs> just crouch and roll on the crash mat. <laughs> it, will, it, will, it will, yeah, slow us appropriately without swooshing our organs at all. I mean, I like the idea of going to the kind of ship-wrecking yards where they're breaking down Star Destroyers, although why that would be on Coruscant and not on some far-off world. And they've already used that in video games. Isn't Isn't that how the last Jedi Survivor game started in, in like, a planet where they were breaking down? Yeah, it was a old, ship. It was a breaker's yard, yeah, for sure. Yeah, ship-breaking I, mean, I don't know yard. why you wouldn't yeah. even speaking about like Star Wars theory you, you wouldn't even do that on a planet right you do it in space <laughs> with a zero gravity to deal with <laughs> yeah but they seem to have like the Disney Star Wars has made it so that Star Destroyers can just sit you know meters above the ground well sure I mean they can that's fine you could have them have ridiculously giant repulsor drives or whatever but it's like more that they you, want... wouldn't, you wouldn't disassemble them in that environment. You'd want to do it in zero gravity because then everything I mean, would just be floating. You could easily pull it apart. Yeah, but then you can't do the whole. Well, I was about to call it slave labor, but not really. The sort of low-paid labor aspect that Star Wars loves so much. <laughs> Why right? could you not yeah, do that, that though? To do. 
I mean, what? There's an entire Cause, cause, game about that, that hard spaceship breaker. That's basically that concept. Sure, but is that really low pay at that point? Yeah, it is. I, I mean, that doesn't make any sense because it's going to be quite high cost to build all the suits and stuff, surely. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a value proposition of like how much you pay these guys versus how much you're making from disassembling these ships. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. The, the, the equipment need. Does everyone have like Mando armor? Like, that's the problem. Right, who actually has gear to space I mean, I'm sure if we're talking stars. about the Empire, they wouldn't even care about sacrificing hundreds of people to disassemble a ship. Just send them out there and who cares if they get yeah. blown up or vacuumed? Sure. But the idea I, of Star I, Wars is not to make sense, it's to look cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> why it's happened. That's why that trope has come up multiple times. I, don't know, like I think the, disassembling the ships in space would be cool. That could make a cool yeah, little, like, anti-gravity, cool. like, avoid the shit that's flying around sequence. And Star Wars just finds the trodden down person more interesting anyway right it's it's rarely about anyone living a comfortable life <laughs> that just is there any zero g scenes anywhere in star in star wars in i mean like Leia, Leia. Yeah. back to the ship oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. one that time fucking stupid oh my god <laughs> i forgot that happened i mean people go on about how bad rise of Skywalker was, and that's a total train wreck. And to be fair, Last Jedi is a film which is watchable, but that, some of the stuff in that is pretty ropey. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I just no, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if it's spoilers for like Mando or whatever. So like, I guess it's a few months old. Who cares? Let's go in. It's like yeah, there's that whole bit right where the the the, the rebel pilot dude finds the, that derelict ship and goes oh, there's Baskar armor in the, here like, and it's rebel like Columbo <laughs> well yeah and it's like, he's like a private investigator in an X-Wing for some reason and yeah. I, I guess that's intended to foreshadow Moff Gideon's presence on Mandalore right that he's already there and, and making it but that's the only thing I can think of otherwise that scene is completely pointless right it doesn't mean anything at all in the flow of the show because what than, was it it's like and, and it's to be bad a, foreshadowing uh, because it because Moff Gideon finds out that the Mandalorians are going back to Mandalore like seconds before he has a massive base there as, as it seems like the, the, the flow of that thread doesn't <laughs> What know, was it, it even supposed to, me. to mean? Because he he finds that um, Moff Gideon has escaped from the prison ship, which is a Lambda shuttle. Yeah. But then he's like, "Oh shit, there's Beskar in the wall." So that must mean the Mandalorians broke him out or something. Or so- but he right. doesn't make that but assumption, then, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't no. suddenly go blaming Mando for like, "Oh, you oh, broke maybe him that's out." What, yeah, maybe that's what we're meant to assume. But what what why was there Beskar there? Like, it, like I guess the implication must be that like Moff had already started making his Baskar troopers and that they broke him out but yeah but then that doesn't flow have... with the science the scene that comes later where the lady spy sort of tells him it's like hey the mandalorians are going back to mandalore it's like wait that can't be and, and then he suddenly has a massive presence there like it's it's it's, it's just yeah weird. i think there's a, i think there's he a must... step missing so maybe there's something on the cutting room floor here that that I mean, he must have been critical. on Mandalore for ages, right? If he had that giant base and all sure, all yeah. I mean, he must have been, and yeah. And then he built that. Is it just his his suit in particular that's supposed to be made out of the best? No, no, no. All of them are right because they specifically oh, really? call it out when all those not Mandalorians turn up in the like the second to last episode. They actually have like full on best. Yeah, one of them shouts, "It's like they're wearing Baskar." Oh shit! Oh well, they got dealt with pretty pretty easily then considering they were yeah because they were getting shot that was the thing right they were getting hit right. and they weren't nothing was happening unlike every other armor in in star wars that is, star seems wars, pointless yeah. um, <laughs> doesn't seem to do anything yeah um 
I also found it weird. Yeah, like, it is kind of insane how stormtroopers are like heavily armored and they, they always die from one hit. And yet the Beskar armor seems to take any number of hits and still cause no yeah, problem they're, they're at all. Pretty much blaster immune, isn't it? That's the whole point. You've got to kind of shoot in between the gaps. Yeah. It's weird. Star Wars. Star Wars. Also, if I'm being, this is the sort of Star Wars lorey stuff that. I guess is quite picky but it stood out to me for some reason like the um the bit where um was it the old mandalorian fleet leader before bo-katan takes it back and he goes he goes back and he's like doing the oh, one, yeah, the yeah, one man dude. like he doesn't last look man that standing tough. on that no, he doesn't look super tough, tough but... but he doesn't look tough at all and then he has to fight with a girl and loses and it's like not that <laughs> obviously okay. it's <laughs> yeah. he's getting a bit older as well starbucks i don't know Anyway, but anyway, he's on that ship, right? And it's like on that their cruiser thing, and, yeah. uh, and like, don't most Star Wars ships have shields? But like, don't, like every shot was doing like hull damage to this thing, like right, every yeah. single thing. And they're sending in bombers, and the bombs aren't even bombing; they're just sort of there. <laughs> like it just struck me as like yeah. slightly weird. And when you're yeah. talking about bombers, wasn't the whole point of those bombers is that you were meant to be able to shoot through shields because it's a low velocity projectile or whatever? That was the point of that. It, it just right? kind of, oh, I don't. Well, is that it, right? What, I thought oh, that what, was that from they were Dune. using. <laughs> what, that they were using that's, torps. That the torps didn't fly as fast, and that's the point. Yeah, I think so. Oh, or, okay. I mean, that, that, that could be any fucking sci-fi. Is that in Star Wars lore? I think that comes from Dune, doesn't I it? I mean, that's the whole reason why Dune knife fights are a thing, right? Well, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I didn't think that was a thing in Star Wars. Maybe it is. Uh, I didn't think because Dune has a whole thing about shields being based on the motion and yeah, stuff, yeah. And ha- ha- having to be permeable to air, otherwise you'd suffocate if you had a personal shield, and that's what makes that's them why they need those okay, weird yeah. insect things, right? That could slowly yeah, pierce through. And I think like they do that in Mass Effect as well, right? I think to do with the kinetic shields because it's like low velocity impacts Probably. don't get triggered by don't trigger the uh, kinetic shields, right? Yeah. Gotcha. But again, Mass Effect is slightly harder sci-fi than, well, certainly more than oh, Star Wars. Definitely so has Star to have, Wars like, yeah. Whereas Star Wars it doesn't have an explanation for any of that stuff. But it's just like no, it's like they've got shields. Like the crappy Star Destroyers yeah. have like I mean, explosive shield generators. Star- it's like shields are a thing. Like, but it's never what you really... have in Star Wars is is X-wings have shields and Tie Fighters don't. Yeah, but yeah. Tie Fighters are like faster or whatever. That's the important just, difference. That it's also like never explored everyone just dies in one hit <laughs> yeah you very rarely i mean apart from the like the, the first star wars trench run where they get shot a shit ton and still live <laughs> right <laughs> it's like that would yeah, be the shit most of them are killed well, yeah they die eventually run. but they take yeah. a lot of pounding <laughs> that's true there is that one line in the first star wars film that inspired all of the pressing that key um, three times yep. every time in, in X-Wing, which God. is stabilize your rear deflector. Oh, right, <laughs> he says right. that. Yeah. Change the shield balance. Like, yeah, change the shield balance, which is like, yeah. Uh, but then uh, we're you... getting onto it, but like uh, when we get into news, first of all, there's going to be a Star Wars game to talk about, but also in fucking Starfield. Yep, it's, it's, it's there. Balanced. And, and, it's balanced. And it's, energy it's, distribution is very much st- a thing. Straight from X-Wing 1993, that mechanic it's, is it's still there. Well. It's the only mechanic possible for a space game I don't know, <laughs> well other than the games that don't do it like freelancer and yeah sure but I'm just no man's sky i just think it's funny <laughs> freelancers just spam the shield batteries <laughs> right yeah 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 keep your, keep your hand on that was it tilda 
letter or something like what no, was the key? Like one of the comma, one of the middle letter keys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. F. Yeah. Press, press F to shield. But that was it. You had to like increase your shield to charge the shield, and then you could move the shield back forward uh, and balance. But you could actually kind of move the. You had like two layers of shield. You had like overshield as well. I seem to remember. Um, which only you only charged up over shield if you were on the if you put your energy balance fully to shield. I oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, it was quite, it was quite a lot. Yeah, I think there was. I'm trying to remember. Was this? I think Wing Commander might have had some amount yeah, of management still, have... but not yeah. the first Wing Commanders. I think that came later. And then um, free space, you moved a little. Oh yeah, there was a graph a little... thing graph yeah so you moved a little pointer between like the three quadrants instead of having the three 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 separate meters there's a podcast about video games <laughs> yeah as you can tell from what, anything non-video game to talk because i saw spider-man whatever uh the new animated spider-man sequel to spider-verse i mean it's real called? good it's gonna be i still haven't seen it but like holy shit that must yeah. be real. that, that sounds, <laughs> sounds so good it Sounds was well so good. good. Yeah. Uh, you should go and see it, Rob. I saw it in the cinema because I was like, I better, I'm going to see. And, 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 you know, I thought, I kind of pretty much thought I was done with the superhero films, to be honest. But this year, oh my God, like, uh, I quite enjoyed them. Uh, uh, whatever it was, Volume 3, Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Galaxy. That was good. And then this, obviously, brilliant, five stars. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I doubt there's going to be anything until the next part of the because this is basically a two-parter mm. really this uh, spider-man sequel and i think the next half of it was slated for next year but i think it's been delayed already because which makes sense these things must take ages to make oh yeah well, i mean uh, that in particular because they're mm. yeah some some of the some other stuff i've heard some of the tricks that i've already like my, yeah. like my twitter feed has already been quite full of like some of the animation tricks and stuff they're yeah doing. like more, more than so the actual good. spoilers about the film which is I don't know. Actually, some of the tricks might be spoilers in some ways, but like, because that's there's a, there's a there's a technical part of me that's watching that after how good the first one was. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it takes it to the next stage. I mean, the first one was incredible looking. I, you know, it's hard to top that, but they do do different stuff, which mm. is cool. Yeah, and and it looks well good and a uh, good story for sure. And expanding the characters, including expanding Gwen. Spider Gwen, which is good. I've, I've got to ask, and this is the one thing I want to be spoiled about: mm. Do we get to see more Nicolas Cage? Uh, not my, enough. No, not much. No, no, sorry, but I think he'll probably be back in the next one. So but underused. He, the... he, he he does appear, but yeah, he yeah, <laughs> it's not heavy. In fact, you don't get you only get like one shot of Penny Parker as well. I think in the whole thing, I think. They're setting up more people in this from the Spider-Verse, and then it will be a big extravaganza in the last one, right, where they'll bring back the ones from the first one. Avengers. Like uh, Peter Porker and... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I always forget that Peter Porker is a, he's a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so good. Um... Yeah, but this one has Peter Parked car. <laughs> it's like the okay. cars, like, like anthropomorphic car version of Peter Parker. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm all the way in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. 
there's a bit of me that thinks like these Spider Verse films are like the Yakuza of movies, right? They're just, just, just well, it's how, how to do it right. Just, just, just be silly with it and have fun. Yeah, they're definitely having fun, but also it tells a, a you know, a good story as well, a, a story with emotional impact and stuff. Not that Yakuza doesn't, but it's a bit. <laughs> I mean, it tries. <laughs> it's a bit over the top. It, 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 it definitely yeah. tries. Mel- it lays, it's a bit melodramatic. It lays it yeah. on thick in spots. Well, I think maybe the other problem with Yakuza is a problem that the Spider-Man films haven't got to yet, which is there's just been too many of them, and they're always the same. <laughs> It's like, you know how this dramatic turn is going to happen in this Yakuza game, because it's always going to happen in this pretty much the identical way. I've been trying to work out if this 2023 to 2024 period, there's going to be, I think, three Yakuza or Like a Dragon yeah. games are going to be released within a 12-month period. That is insane. What? Okay. <laughs> I mean... Three. We've had yeah. one. <laughs> and the thing is, like... And I'm not even sure any of these have been like actually been confirmed as being like a Dragon Eight, although I think Infinite Wealth probably is. Yes. We'll come to that. We'll well, come to I that. mean, it's the Infinity Symbol, which is like an eight, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much that's got to be what's going on there. They're just dropping numbers now. I was going to say like, and I guess none of them have been spin-offs, but I guess technically one of them has. Oh, Ishin been, is definitely yeah, a spin-off. That's yeah. basically a spin-off. Ishin is definitely, and you could argue Judgment is a spin-off. Yeah, I suppose. And, and they're basically Yakuza games. But I feel like, you know, when you're going to get a Yakuza Tactics. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've sort of proven they could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Actually, you know, the absolute worst is that, like, some of the games that Yakuza have already done, like the, um, I'm trying to think, like, the, the construction game from Yakuza Kiwami 2. Right. It's basically already a gacha game. Right. So they could quite easily just make mobile spin offs of, of, of a lot of this stuff. How do you know they haven't, though? Oh, well, I don't. I don't. Actually, in, in fairness, in some of the hostess games, they could be spun off quite easily. Yeah. You maybe just aren't the target market, so you don't know that. You well, yeah, maybe, have. maybe they only came out in Japan or something like that. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we would have heard about it at this point. Maybe. How many pachinko machines <laughs> have they made? <laughs> I mean, how many pachinko machines have they had in the game? <laughs> well, I think now. Well, as far as I've played, I think it's two. <laughs> really, like two individual machines, two different machines, not yeah. like an entire parlor. I mean, there's been a parlor filled oh, with those one two machines. Machine. Yeah. Okay, that's what I meant. It's like they're not literally just two. Machines. Oh no, yeah, it's not just been like <laughs> like you just found one, like just a single one. That's not that's not a thing. Just two. As far as I've played, they've probably done. They've probably done more in the more recent ones. So anyway, non-video games. Non non-video <laughs> games. Yeah. I mean, anything else before we move on to the? Because we've got news this week. So oh, we've got loads of news. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know really. I'm still still watching that 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 the Harry Potter. It's like I can't <laughs> still catching. Yeah. Back is off. it getting? Is the grading? That's my thing about Harry, Harry Potter films. Is like what is, that it's starting it's to fade darker. out. Yeah, they're literally <laughs> getting darker. The colours are washing out. I mean, we just watched part six. Uh, what was that called Half Blood Prince? So that's like right, right, right. In some ways, it's like one of the least interesting films, but I still quite enjoy how it's made. If you know what I mean, it's quite, it's quite. I don't know. There's something about those films that just drags you along very well, right? Even if, even if the core plot isn't necessarily as interesting at times in them. 
Um, which although, is the one that introduces the the Horcruxes? Is that, that, that is one? this one. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you have to go to the place and the, do a the, thing. The sort of dark crystal cave. Right? <laughs> you have to go to a really dark place. <laughs> a dark oh, place. Uh, dark place. Is that where Dumbledore's drinking the, yes. the yeah, poison yeah. or whatever? Right, okay, yeah. I mean, it's this is getting... It's getting oh, it's darker. <laughs> Every time one comes out, it's like this is darker and more adult than ever before. It's like it's getting a bit ridiculous for a children's book. Like I mean, they're growing up. Yeah, and they're realizing that the world is a dark place, like all adults do. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Rowling issues aside, I'm enjoying it. Um, Gnome did say she yeah. went back and watched the um, Fantastic Beats. Beats. That would be, oh no, would I've be never seen one of beasts. those. Yeah, Fantastic Beats. <laughs> Fantastic Beats and where to oh, find I'd, them. I'd totally watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be well into that. Um, yeah, and, and watch Crimes of Grindelwald. And apparently that is, like, also dark. Like, there's some themes in that that were just, like... Oh, really? That she, she explained to me. I won't spoil it, but, yeah, she mentioned after me. And it's just like, oh, oh, damn, really? <laughs> well, there's a thing, you know, I haven't seen them, but, you know, I my one of my favourite... YouTubers Jenny Nicholson did reviews of them, and there's a bit where she says, like, if you're go- it's fine. The Harry Potter universe is fine if you don't think about it too hard. But if you like deliberately anything. set, if you deliberately set your magical universe films before World War Two, you have to explain. You have to think about why the wizarding community didn't stop <laughs> the Holocaust. Right. Yeah. Right, and if you don't do that, then you'd have to worry about that, right? But the, and then so it's like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that kind of ruins things. I mean, surely they just play the whole the Wizarding World stay separate card. <laughs> yeah, but you they're just but, like this yeah. is a Muggle problem. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's that the thing. Presumably, was partly why they moved the first one to America, right? Where they were just like, because obviously Americans stayed out of the war for quite a long time, so we don't have to worry about it yet. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I guess yeah. they hope they won't cross over until to, to a point. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's dark, obviously, but like, yeah. it is something like like we could could have easily avoided this problem <laughs> by mm. not doing that. Anyway, yes, but that's dark in a in a trying too hard way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like we're just going to throw in World War Two because you know because we can, I guess. Yeah, yeah, know, it's it's fine. Doctor Manhattan will turn up and win it. <laughs> Films. <laughs> Doctor Manhattan is more powerful than any freaking wizard. He's more oh, yeah. powerful than Voldemort, <laughs> isn't he? He's more powerful than pretty much any super. He could have lifted. He could have lifted Germany character. off the face of the planet if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you don't want the space Nazis, though. <laughs> we all know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, they end up on the far side of the moon or something. And then what was that film? Uh, Moonraker. I think they actually, like, no, there, there is a B movie, isn't yeah, there, where, where the Nazis on the moon? I know what you mean. But I can't remember. I, I'm googling it because it's it's not called Nazi. It's called Iron Sky. Okay, yes, <laughs> but it's basically Nazis on the moon. I think that's been done more than once. Yeah, I want to yeah, say definitely. Yeah. Holy shit, that's from 2012. Lol. But, you know, the wizards came from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Only that particular wizard came from the moon. Yes. I bet, I bet most more of them did. Right. I can't just have... I mean, that one was called out. It's so weird that 
to me that maybe it's, it's definitely just me, but it's so weird to me that Destiny is this massive video game that has loads of players and loads of lore and everything. And all I really know about it is that wizard came from the moon. It's <laughs> because you only know about the bad shit. That's like, you, don't, you, you don't care enough about the game to like, you know, yes, like un- that type of game. No. Even, I guess, really. the un- the un- well, cause it's most- so weird because Halo was great. Obviously, Halo was great. And I like, cared about that world. And so what, what, it's what? just because it's a, it's because it's a live service, right? It yeah. doesn't yeah. like, it's not, it's not possible for you. Problem, Destiny has the problem where it really is impossible to just pick it up and go, I want to play through this and experience right. the story. You can't, you actually can't do that. Like, because Destiny 2 puts, has a Disney vault now. Like, they, they retire old content at some point. Right. And will, right. and have said they will kind of bring, I don't know if it has already happened. I don't pay attention that closely, but they'll bring that old content back occasionally. But that's um, that's like solving the other problem that I feel like when I'm thinking about like Warframe, where it's just like there's too much content, mm. where it's like it's so impenetrable to even start playing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you don't want. To. Warframe sounds insane. Like, how do you even? Yeah, how? how just how? And I mean, that's always applied to basically all MMOs. Like, even just Guild Wars is like even just starting that fresh. You're like, holy shit, what do I but even then, do? But then, to an extent, I sort of felt that way about Fortnite to some extent when I started playing. Yeah, it. I mean, like, even uh, even that kind of game can somehow sometimes do that. Just because for I mean, the core of Fortnite is obvious. You yeah. understand that, especially with the no build mode in. Well, sure, but that was that, that's not that we're talking about a time before that, which is yeah, why yeah. it seemed like that. Where yeah. it's like the building feeds. It's pretty difficult. Weirdly complicated. And, yeah, it's pretty difficult to. Yeah, I mean, I've never grasped it. It's not, I've never found it fun. Um, that side of Fortnite, but also like you just, you know, you're wandering around and you're finding random stuff, and it's like, is this useful? I don't know. Like, why would I mount this pig? Yeah. Like, oh, we get there's a monster truck. Oh, hang on, there's a track. We can just start a race in the middle of a Fortnite match, which is kind of cool. But also, you're sort of sat there going, but what now? Why? And it's like, and that, and in fairness, the answer is. Why? <laughs> that is, nobody cares. Like that because is because why? <laughs> because because why? Oh, actually, I suppose I should should add not to the end of that. Because why not? <laughs> Just do it. Why not have an Ariana Grande? Now I can't even say her name. Ariana Grande concert in the middle of a Fortnite match. Sure. I mean, who needs Second Life when you've got a Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> Although, in fairness, the whole have you heard about? Video game news. Here we go. Um, Got there. Here we go. About the um, the uh, was it the Unreal editor for Fortnite thing? Yeah, where it's like uh, they they kind of want a bit of Roblox as pie, right? Because Roblox allows people to make stuff well, I mean, in, they, in they, its they, engine, like up totally other games and stuff like that. But I mean, obviously, Fortnite already had its editor mode, but it was for Fortnite stuff. Yeah, basically, essentially, <laughs> it was for building stuff within the frameworks that Fortnite had already provided. But now they're extending that out so it's like hey within Fortnite, you can now build pretty much anything it's it's wild but also like they've turned around and said it's like oh hey we're going to provide a, a bit like dreams i suppose here's a community front for it all here's a way to discover stuff um and we will pay you if this gets popular <laughs> but presumably not enough <laughs> Oh no! Oh, uh, I'll be the I, Roblox model. I think I think the share is appalling. Like yes. it's like for like the developer gets forty percent or something. But it's like it's like I mean, hey, that, you're that is at least better than Roblox. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I suppose that has always been Epic's trick, right? We'll make it slightly better than everyone else, <laughs> like the Epic Store. 
like that kind of stuff. Epic Store share is like less than Steam right. and stuff like that. So. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think the Epic Store oh, the Epic is still store better itself. than Steam yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, Epic Store, whatever. But um, but yeah, their their revenue share scheme is apparently way better than Steam's. Well, not way for the for the developer. A lot better. Yeah, I mean, I think it was way better, right? But then it got less good. That's Something really, like that. Yeah. After the honeymoon phase. Yeah. After everyone stopped paying attention. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. This, is, this feels like one of those two-week periods where I'm sure there's been plenty of moments where I've thought, oh, crap, I'll save that for the podcast. And then the podcast comes around and I've blanked it out, like like definite things I've seen that was just like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a Zach thing. And then it's like, oh, it's gone. That's a not video game thing. Uh, not video game, like <laughs> just general life stupidity I've spotted and be like, oh, yeah, Zach would appreciate that. It's right. like, oh that's, oh, that's one for Dad. <laughs> I got stuff. The only thing and, I, and then I forget them. I should. <laughs> I should just like note everything these days. Oh, like, my memory is like a, weird. My, I am. I am. I am the colander of memory these days. The only thing that's been happening in my house is the the bathroom light has started flickering in a really weird oh, way that I don't think I've ever seen. House grouse. Yeah, it's a house grouse. <laughs> is this so? It's not <laughs> due it to wet? it being a fluorescent light. No it's an LED. It, yeah, I assume it's LEDs in there. And right. so I don't know, it must be like the control circuit is buggered or something, because like it doesn't turn off, like parts of it turn on and off. And it's like and it's totally random. It's not like a consistent flickering, it just randomly changes brightness constantly. Okay, that is weird. I mean, because what, those things have to have a trans little transformer in them as well to do well, an obviously. AC to DC, and it's like, but that would surely take the whole thing off, not bits of it. Yeah, I can only like, assume it must be like the chip is and maybe a capacitor. I mean, like is, it, is it one of these ones that can dim? That, well, I wouldn't know because it's not on a dimmer. <laughs> right. Because, like, I wonder if the pulse width modulator on it is yeah. busted or... Right. Because they don't actually dip, dim, right? They just they, Yeah, they off. pulse width modulate, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah. so, it's, so it's 100% for less of the time, but... It's very weird and quite distracting because, like... Because it's so randomly timed that you can't even like adapt to it. It's just like the brightness just randomly changes every few seconds. Quite quite noticeably. But I don't know. I guess that's probably not gonna get fixed for a while because you know, it's you not it's broken technically. It's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's the bulb though, you can't just swap the bulb and see. Well, I mean the trouble is because it's a bathroom fitting, it's a weird shape or whatever. Oh, was it one of those BC3s? I don't or? know. I don't actually know what's in there, but it's definitely not a standard bulb. I can tell you that much. Huh. For the number of times yeah. we've had to replace it, it's just like, oh, no, we've got to find another one of these weird-shaped bulbs that's going here. That's weird. I'm pretty sure my bulbs are the same throughout my entire flat, yeah. yeah. Including the bathroom. But I've mysteriously never had to replace them in the bathroom, which is weird. I suppose two years isn't that unusual for them to last in a bathroom. But well, yeah. are they are they spots or are they like <laughs> yeah spots? They're just spots. Oh yeah, they yeah. like halogen spots can last a long time, and if they're LED spots, they will last friggin' ages. Like the Maybe thing, the, the thing, yeah. the thing that will go on them will be the uh, transformer before the actual LEDs fail. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't I've, it? I've, uh, in fairness, I have had LED halogens that were like super cheap, and <laughs> they did fail, but they, they were transformer fails, fail. but. But hey, if you think about it, all my hue bulbs are still running, and I've had those friggin' yeah. ages, and they're all LED yeah. bulbs. And yeah, mine too. That would be expensive if they did fail because they're <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. They haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. 
and they're all integrated LEDs in the kitchen and they probably were installed when this house was built. I don't know. <laughs> Which wasn't that long ago, right? I mean, 2012. So, yeah, you know, 13 years of bulbage. Hmm. No, wait, 11 years of bulbage. <laughs> I can count. <laughs> bulbage. Bulbage, sorry. <laughs> bulbage, so that's the house grouse. Yeah, that's all the, the house, house grouse. I think it is time for the news. I guess we may get on with it. I mean, I, I, just just so Zach's aware, I did get an email saying there were more angular water problems in the neighborhood, so, you know, just <laughs> expect some more leaks happening. Well, what, they're, they're warning you that they're going to happen. Uh, well, uh, they sent me an email saying there was some, some water pressure problem somewhere. Okay, so it, it's currently leaking, we just don't know where. We don't know where, yeah. <laughs> There'll just be a big hole in the road at some yep. point. <laughs> yeah. Sinkhole at older car. Yeah. Endless travels of uh, water supply to small villages. Or this specific this small specific village at least. Street, yeah. <laughs> News! Summer Games Fest has been happening. Summer Games Not Fest. E3. Not E3. We cannot call it E3 in any way. Get E3 out of your mind. It is deed. It does not exist. Well, I mean, they but might it, they might try next year, but it's deed. Well, they just need to come up with a different set of words that start with E so they can continue calling it that. Exhibition. <laughs> that's, not the, that's the one that they needed to replace. The other two were probably fine. The, the electronic entertainment. Yes. Yeah, because it's not an expo anymore, is it? It'll be the extra entertainment um, extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There we go. But it would be also yeah. be nice if you could replace the other two as well, because electronic entertainment does kind of suck <laughs> as yeah. a term. Electronic entertainment. I mean, yeah, that could include anything from, like, kids' toys that when you push buttons... Funny well, I mean, I'm happen. sure it did at one point. Oh, mate, mate, <laughs> I've got a... I, I have to experience this, mate. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Oh my gosh, mate. you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this, mate. Oh, mate. So apparently, I haven't seen this for myself, but Gnome has confirmed this. My mum has bought um, Baby Miles a little like kids toy, but it's one of these ones that's like like makes noise, like a lot of <laughs> a lot of noise. <laughs> As kids toys, right? Like a lot of like, electronic noises, though, right? right? So, so like, there's a sound gen in there, but it's like it's supposed to make the sound of a of, of the thing you push one of them does not so you push you push the button that's got a bird on it and apparently it just shouts bird. <laughs> I can't, I can't say it. it just shouts bird and then plays the sound of a train <laughs> of a what? Of a, train. a train so it's like bird <laughs> I mean, that could be a very weird type of bird specifically <laughs> Is that, there's so many varied sounds that birds make like oh, bird that, song. I mean, that just and all me. I could think of was bird. Woo-hoo. I mean, no, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a bug or like some some broken bit of, broken bit of electronics. But Noam no just had to play it to me down the phone. She found it so funny, and it's just like well, bird. Woo-hoo. I mean, the question is: Is there also a button for like train on there? So it's like it's <laughs> well, using I, the train sound you effect. Know what? I didn't actually ask, but yeah, I bet that's exactly what it is. Like, there's just some some, some press the train button, then you'll get some birds. <laughs> Sorry, it just makes me laugh so much or even just think about it. Bird! You better disable those buttons or you'll be teaching your kids. Yeah, the yeah, wrong it's things. really, really confused. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, 
No, we, we're, 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 a bit worried we're, we're a bit worried it will teach the like kind of animal Tourette's that Noma already has. You know when you're like on out for a drive <laughs> or something and you just see a, see an animal like well, everyone has to just, say just, cow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just go cow. <laughs> Sheep. Birds go, <laughs> birds go woo woo. Cows go moo. Birds Ducks go, go wah 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need to get Kippers to teach him the proper noise that ducks make. <laughs> yeah. I know the ducks make. <laughs> Disgruntled duck. Anyway, sorry. That that I was probably it. one of the anecdotes I forgot to mention earlier, but that was, that was, that, that, yeah. I mean, what did you get for Father's Day from, from that? <laughs> how much, how much vomit and poop did he give you? Well, <laughs> that's about all he can do at the moment. I mean, he's vomited quite a fair amount this morning, so. Oh, okay. Also, I don't care about that stuff, so it's fine. <laughs> yes. About what? Vomit? No, just <laughs> no, about Father's days. Day. Well, just days. Days. Oh, like, yeah. You don't something days. Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I don't even care about that particularly. It's like, no. That'll save you a lot of money in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you don't care. It's everyone else. Yeah, that's, that's annoying. That is the problem. Like, you have, you have to, uh, you can't individually escape it, like, easily. It's true. We're all in a society. You just have to steal. <laughs> you have to just steal all his presents and hide them so he'll never get them and then he could not learn that lesson and then you could save money <laughs> well yeah you just you just you just dish them out at random moments of the year oh what you, you teach him to distribute, distribute the presents exactly. therefore it doesn't appear like a big deal over one specific day exactly yeah and therefore when presents don't happen it won't be unusual either you build you build up a stash right so like you build up build a warehouse of potential presents and then uh and then when he does something good like he earns them all that might be worse, though. You reckon? Or, is you, or do you reckon it's too much performance anxiety? Like, or, like, just a constant trickle of presence might it might be a worse thing to get used to uh, than what you mean, one kind big of a, lump of presence. Do you reckon it's like a, an entitlement thing? Yeah. But then Christmas is an entitlement thing at kids, right? Sure, well, but it's just it's like, like that one-off thing. I'm you can limit party. it. <laughs> you can limit it. Do you mean I didn't get an N64? Screw you, mum. <laughs> Well, that's that will be the real trick if you can somehow hand down your ancient consoles and make them seem relevant. Oh, oh de- I mean, uh, that might work for a while. Here, here's an here's an iPad three. <laughs> Enjoy. We I think we think he's already got a bit of a screen addiction. Like that's he's surprising. N- n- really? Like, like Gnome sat him down and. Uh, like the trooping of the color was on TV, like for the for the king's birthday and stuff. Well, I mean, so, you know, large moving light shows yeah, are kind of attractive. I mean, yeah, I bet, yeah. and uh, we think he has a particular attraction to red as well. So that was a like a bull. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's red. He's the bull baby. But yeah, so he, he was he was quite happy just sat there watching that for however long that show was. <laughs> I think he's going to be a royalist. <laughs> no, that's, think... the, that's the answer. <laughs> it wasn't the red. No, no, <laughs> it, was the, it was the royal family. No, I think he's just going to be Knuckles. Like just to, just to spite his name, he'll be Knuckles, not Tails. Pick the wrong color, there, mate. Why is he not into orange? No, uh, not obviously. More red. <laughs> okay. Just red, How red. much chance does he have to see orange? Well, that's, good, that's a good question. That's a good question. We need to present him with a color wall and see which way he turns. Yeah. <laughs> Can he actually tell the difference between orange and red? Oh, yeah. At this point, his eyesight should be as good as ours. Probably oh, better. Wow. <laughs> Probably better. 
<laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know if that, like, um, what's the word? Uh, I don't know if that, like, relates to how quick they can focus and track stuff, or whether they've got the mental capacity to do that, but at least, like, in mm. terms of the... The visual, the the visual acuity of the eye should be good enough to see that stuff now. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, he had so, his he had his first laugh, proper laugh this week. Oh, nice! But like that's that's kind of fun. But like, yeah. But but making him do it again has been near on impossible. <laughs> like, <it had> <laughs> or you didn't determine what was funny. Oh no! What was what was funny was gnome leaning back in the chair, put, throwing her head back in despair. <laughs> And then snapping it back and going boo, <laughs> and then he was like, hey. <laughs> "Okay, nice." Did manage to catch it on the video, but yeah, we haven't, read, haven't haven't made it happen since. He just he seems vague. He seems. I think he's starting to go off things. Like like that's also not helpful. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Already starting to develop preferences. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely developing a mummy preference. Oh, I mean, sure. Well, I mean, that's natural. Like, they, they, normal. That's, yeah, standard. But, um. Don't like that beard rubbing him in the face all the time. Yeah, I don't think he enjoys that. <laughs> I don't know who no does. One sees, <laughs> no one seems to like the beard. <laughs> I like the beard. Oh, I like the I mean, it's beard. fine visually, just not maybe rubbing it in your face. No. <laughs> I mean, I think there are moments when, you, when you're like having a play and you sort of just go bid, 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 like shove that in his face, then he sort of finds that kind of funny. But like if he's trying to like actually have a have a cuddle and stuff and he keeps, he's, he's, he's got this annoying habit at the moment where if you try and hold him like on your shoulder where he just sort of keeps looking left and right and like moving his head around and headbutting you every time he does it. And it's like, and I think, it, I don't know if he's trying, like he turns one way and gets into the beard and then tries to turn away and goes, no, I wanted to turn the other way and then gets into the beard. <laughs> Probably. That sounds about right. Get in the beard. News. Uh, yeah, news. Let's bring this back around. Let's go through. Let's go through the list. Summer games yeah, first. One the, one. The, the summer of Keeley has been happening, and uh, yeah, some some games were announced. Um, well, some games were announced. Some games we saw a little bit more of, um, uh, and a lot of things got dates. So uh, there was an awful lot of uninteresting stuff. I'm gonna say. No, I wouldn't say it's a spectacular year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't come away with like a game where I was like, like, oh damn. Yes, that's, that's a very specific, that's a difference between it just being a good year and it being a very specifically good year for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, I know. think this year technically is like pretty good compared to like maybe the last two years. Yeah, I think you're right. In terms of just pure output. I, I think. Yeah, <laughs> or you mean most most E three, like even though it's not E three. Well, yeah. Also, most game. I guess there has been. It does seem like there's been a slightly higher than average amount of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would agree with that. I think maybe it was a new announcement year as opposed to a sure um, too much of a sequelitis year. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Call of Duty didn't do anything, did they? Like they perhaps announced like an expansion for. Warzone or something or some sort of that would have been at Sony, right? I get, I get. Mm. Oh, wait, Sony haven't really. Wait, done is it Sony thing. any longer? I forget who who has the Call Activision. of Duty thing at the moment. Activision has it. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who? Which one of the consoles is the is the main Call of Duty one now? Oh, that is a very good question. I don't know. I don't know if there is an exclusivity deal at the moment or like a prom- what's the word they use? Um, promotional deal. Whatever that is, might be PlayStation actually. 
Yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it was still PlayStation. Mm, definitely was in the last generation. I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, this might be a year where we don't get a Call of Duty. Like, so that didn't. Holy shit! <laughs> so, so that didn't. Unless I've missed something hor- hor- horrendous, but like, <laughs> unless they're I, just I, going to do their own presentation at some point. Yeah, I bet they will. Just for Call of Duty. But they, yeah, we didn't. Get, we, we got. We got an ex. We got. We got. You know. We. we been through this this period of time without seeing a Call of Duty trailer, like for a new Call of Duty, and everyone everyone's like, "Oh, okay, then don't care." <laughs> it's like it didn't, doesn't seem to be a bad thing. Like they finally figured it out. People don't care. People don't care. <laughs> Even though it's still like one of the like, highest selling games every year, still. Well, maybe it won't be this time. <laughs> well, because I won't make one. Well, like, obviously. Anyway, uh, here 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 are my notes. Other stuff happened, but here here are what I've picked out. Um, Ubisoft are making a Prince of Persia game. They're going back to Prince of Persia, but they're going back to it as a two-dimensional Metroidvania game. Metroidvania, that's the word. And I thought there was one in Train. Did that get cancelled? I thought there was a 3D yeah, one. Yeah, they were trying to make a 3D one at some point. Right. Didn't they do it? Well, they did the reboot of the first one, right? Sands of Time got its yeah. remake. I think. I think. Did that come out? Yeah, I think it did. Oh, did okay. it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Man. But yes, but I, I do. I do remember that they were trying to make that remake. Uh, yeah, but this new one, the Lost Crown. Uh, due out January 2024, so just just sneaking outside of this year. Um, I actually think this looks really good. Like really? it looks like a proper Metroidvania game with with like proper melee combat, like sort you know sword play stuff going on, and like flashy combat at that. You know, with nice little 3D cutaways and things like well, that. It's, I mean, sure, people. Have it been, looks decent. There's been a lot of similar. Even just in these presentations, there's a couple of similar games, 2D Metroidvania melee combat focused games. Sure. But I think, like, the Prince of Persia, like, you know, part of the reason why it was so cool, especially in the first game, was like because it was a 3D environment and it was like the puzzle was the environment, figuring out yeah. how to traverse it. Mm. And then when it's just a 2D game, you can't really do that as well. <laughs> well, true. to an extent. Like, I mean, I guess you know how to get across it, right? But assuming you've got the powers. To yeah, but then that's the yeah. thing. It'd be like gated by powers rather than gated by like skill, I guess. I mean, <laughs> if you could call what you did in the original Prince of Persia skill, not the original original, sure. the original 3D game. Sure. But then like you can, like most that's the that's the structure of Metroidvania, isn't it really? Progression isn't necessarily skill tied. It's about progression. Yeah, but there's no backtracking in like... The, the oh, first no, not in... 3D Prince of Persia. Also, that remake, I don't think it actually did come out. I oh, think okay. it's still, still on the way. Um, and I thought I thought it looked okay. We got to see a little more of it at the Ubisoft Forward later on. And uh, Ubisoft Forward followed a very old school like show presentation style. They actually had a live audience. And... Uh, um, they had very long explanation sections with people on stage too, like, and including one guy who said, "Like, let's 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 just get the speech out of the way and show you the game," and then <laughs> and then talk, talked for quite a long time. I do <laughs> classic things. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think this is one to watch. I think it looked look to me. It, there was something to it. It looked it looked decent. Um, Nicolas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight, and, and they actually had Nicolas Cage at the show, which is as what character though? As Nicolas Cage, yeah, but in what context? 
as in Nicholas. It's it's kind of the um, unbearable weight of massive talent, Nicholas Cage. Right. Okay. Like he's he's one of the survivor cases. That he, he literally came. Up, that that was his explanation of it. He was like, um, <laughs> "It's this is an exaggerated form of the actor you may know as Nicholas Cage." He would have been better as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, just murdering him. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. Not even like, you know, vampire Nicolas Cage. Right? I mean, just, just straight Nicolas Cage just going around killing people. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they... Well, maybe. I don't know if they, that, that's necessarily what an actor wants. Like, <laughs> It'd be funny. That's clearly what he wants. <laughs> it, would be quite, it would be pretty funny. But he was he was cool. He was cool on stage. He's, I mean, he, he was Nicolas Cage, so he's just immediately cool. But it's a shame he's in a Dead by Daylight game, right? Like, why, why, why can't we get, like, a... Any <laughs> other game. Nicolas Cage game? Yeah, Nicolas, Nicolas Cage simulator. <sighs> yeah. Did they ever make an Expendables game? <laughs> a really I bad movie time? I mean, I bet they did, but I can't remember it. That would be a li- licensing nightmare, presumably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when that film came out, what we were talking about, like early three sixty era, maybe or late, like mid three sixty era. Mm, Can you yeah. imagine Stallone face in that game? <laughs> Slightly better than Max Payne, probably. Probably better than Max Payne. Face, yeah, <laughs> Sam Lake face. Uh, Sega are having another go at the two D Sonic thing, sort of two point five D Sonic thing. But I mean, it's mm. close enough to two D. <laughs> Sonic Superstars is due out later this year. Um, and I may have put it on my uh, Fantasy League team, but I'm a little... I don't know. <laughs> You're worried about that getting counterfeit, potentially. And also... And I, it might not come out. I, they, I mean, that might they put be, a date on it? They did put a date on it. Yeah. Like an actual date or oh, a month date? No, I, I think they said, just said 2023. Right, okay. Um, That's not really a date, then. Uh <laughs> I'm a bit worried that this is going to fall into the Sonic 4 camp. Like, okay, mm. it looks more like the classic Sonic from Sonic Generations and stuff and stuff like that, so I've got a little more confidence in it than Sonic 4, but... I remain hopeful that they played Sonic Mania and got some... I don't know, though. Yeah, I'm like... I, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this looks like a Sonic game. But then when I looked at it again, I was like, there are certain hints of like, this doesn't maybe look like it's it going to be as smooth as you'd like. Yeah, it doesn't It has seem... a bit of that Sonic 4 janky looking stuff going on. There's something a little off. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to place, but like, I guess Sonic people like us, <laughs> we're Sonic people now. Yep. Um, you sort of look at it and go, something doesn't look right. Something doesn't, even where we haven't put our hands on it physically, there's like it doesn't it doesn't look like it feels right hmm. um also i really kind of don't like that music from like that opening level like or that <laughs> that's level where the show. sonic 4 reference comes yeah because it just seems like oh, it's dear. a it's a it seems like a bad representation of you know they're trying to do the whole like, we're making music like the mega drive games did like use their like sound font or whatever and they're like oh, this is kind of kind of kind of naff the idea of doing like mega drive style music isn't naff but like what they've come up with sounds right. kind of bad it's like they, they're using the sound font but they don't actually know how the instruments what the instruments even are it's like that skill has been lost <laughs> yeah. like no no modern musician knows what these what these things are meant to sound like well, i mean i wouldn't say that's true you just need to get no a, i don't you just need to, you just need to get a good chip tunist in right well sure but they maybe they didn't and maybe you know, they just thought their regular sound team could handle it 
Or just bring back the Sonic Mania team. Well, yes, but have them make the whole game. <laughs> get, get, well, no, I mean, no, I mean, not yeah, not just the dev team, but just the music side. Like, get T Lopes back in, you know. I mean, it could be good. They've got four player co-op in it now, which which doesn't make any goddamn sense. I guess they just want a little bit of that Mario four player. Yeah, but that's never worked with Sonic, as no. we well know. No, from all the games where you can play as Tails, but not really play as Tails because really he was never playing. on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now three people get to not be on the screen. I mean, yeah, how is that even going to work? That's so strange. And it's like means there's going to be a massive compromise in stage design or something like that in order to make it function. So I don't, I don't know. It's... I'm I'm hopeful but not optimistic. How about that? Okay. Uh, here's what I was talking about when I said there was like a, yet another Yakuza game coming out this year. Like a Dragon Guy Den is coming out uh, September this year. Uh, we return to Kiryu somehow. Somehow. I mean, that would be what Guy Den would be, I guess. <laughs> you gotta go back to the originals. I mean, it's got a subtitle as well. It's like the man who erased his name, and it's like, who are you? And he's like, like nobody. <laughs> like what happened what happened to Kiryu I mean I, I mean, I don't know I'm not, I'm not up on the story I'm not that far into the series but it's like what happened to Kiryu well, I mean <laughs> I guess it I get like so what like what do you think Gaiden actually means usually right it's like it's sort of sometimes almost Dream. rebooty and like nuts right well, kind of apart from ninja guy then i guess is a series that was just called that but yeah but that's a different thing i mean as a subtitle are, and we've already used they've already used kawami to, which is the literal translation means extreme right but i actually don't know what guy did means um so just being like hyper is that what kawami means yakuza extreme <laughs> pretty much okay. yeah Extreme. No, okay, and just searching for the word Gaiden just tells me about Ninja Gaiden, obviously. Obviously. Maybe Gaiden doesn't actually mean anything. Maybe I think it does. Like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. A Gaiden game is a work, or usually a video game, which takes place that refers to another work, but isn't really a sequel either. <laughs> right, that's, how, that's sort of what I was thinking. Like It's like, it's almost a reboot, but not really. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Like referential, but not necessarily a sequel. So maybe it, maybe it is a spin-off game. I like, mean, maybe it's an alternate timeline. Yeah. Where, but, where he is less important somehow. I mean, I could have just gone done the research and figured out what that, what that was about. But Anyway. More Yakuza games. Like three in a year, I'm never going to catch up at this rate. They're going to be making more games than I will pl- than the rate I could play them at. Probably, <laughs> or will I mean I could play them at their rate, but but I kinda, only, I that'd be like, the only thing you'd be playing. Yeah, I kind of like the one a year cadence <laughs> I want, but anywho, uh, yeah, there's there's that get hype. Also, I mean, my one note here, he's like he's got some kind of magic tether in the in the gameplay trailer they show which is a bit strange like he's like almost glowing spider-manning people's weapons out of their heads and stuff <laughs> probably means they're sort of taking the same sort of like i, I mean i kind of actually hope they're taking a kind of like like well this is like like a dragon but even dumber approach to it <laughs> but then they but then the trailer is like again 
in very much a like that super self-serious kind of tone they go for in the in the story. Mm. I mean, I'm sure it'll be excellent. Um, we got to see uh, a lot more of Immortals of Avium, which is that um, I'm only mentioning it because we've mentioned it a few times here before. Um, and I think we talked about it last podcast as well. Dude bro magic fantasy shooter, um, which is, as it turns out, coming out this year and pretty soon at that, I think. So uh, mm. go check that out. Potentially good, potentially good. Um, and in Keeley's words, the rumors were true. Final Fantasy Rebirth is arriving early 2024. So that is, uh, yeah, that's the new chapter, the part two of Final <laughs> yeah, that, Fantasy VII like, Remake. If they finally made it to part two yeah. after like a weird one and a half extra games they shoved in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the expansion thing, and then Crisis Core remake, and whatever the hell else they've been working on. Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> oh, well, that's not related. <laughs> yeah. So we we will actually get that game and find out how they're going to do the whole world map thing. They didn't really say; they just showed shots of it, and mm. you know, a lot of familiar looking cutscenes in that trailer, right? Like. Um, here's like hovering guy talking about Gaia and what's going on with the planet and things like that. What was his name? Hovering guy? Anyway, at Red 13's village, but you know. <laughs> oh, well, um, oh, he had that weird German esque name, didn't he? Oh, did he? Like Heigen or something? Yeah. I don't know. No, that's you're thinking of Heidegger. Oh, yeah, I am thinking of Heidegger. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go, go with a ball instead of legs. Um, so we're gonna get a nice. Weird, everybody floated this space cutscene thing <laughs> going on. Possibly, yeah. Whatever that was. <laughs> Explain the planet. Yeah. I mean, unsurprisingly, it looks real good. Um, uh, those are my picks from the SGF main show. Uh, the, the, the one thing I picked out of Day of the Devs, which is Double Fine's kind of indie presentation. Um, they uh, is, a, is a game that might fall into Zach's category called Mars First Logistics that seemed to be about uh, making making robots to lift precise things to precise locations. Like imagine, <laughs> like imagine besiege, right? But without right. All, but without the stupidity aspect of it, and it's 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 about it's about serious transportation. I mean, there's, I can think of like probably about two other games at least oh, that I I've played demos of that are basically the same thing. I mean, it's like it's. Sort of in Astroneer's camp as well, right? Isn't it? Or... Well, not really. Astroneer's not about robots or custom buildings. That's what I'm thinking of then. It's like there's one of those spacey ones that's like block or block based, like roboteering. Yes, there's several. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it might might be. I mean, it's got. I, I it stood out to me not not just because of that, but because it has a has a and the art style that is very reminiscent of Sable. You know that kind of cell shaded, oh, yeah. um, cool. French comic book palette kind of thing. Well, that definitely um, is slightly weird. Doesn't yeah. just look like Unity, like all the other ones. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I think it, I think it had a good look. Um, yeah, it it it, it stood out um, as one of those. I was going to say, like, I didn't see nearly as many farm games as I was expecting. I mean, there were still a few. There were still a few, but, like, it wasn't, like, a flood of them. But they've already all released. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably true. The year of farm games is already over. 
uh, future game show. Um, a couple of things on my radar from here. Resistor, which I need to go and look, find out more about. Uh, self-describes itself as a car PG, but it had a kind of cool-looking trailer with like anime-style racing, and uh, it's about the like building up your racing team and stuff like that in a and the. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea how this plays. The fact that they called it a car PG makes me worry that you're not actually going to do any racing because that was my immediate hope for it when I saw it. Which was like, oh, holy shit, this is like a really cool racing game with like a badass story behind it. And oh my god, I want some of this. And then they said car PG. And I'm like, oh, maybe I don't get to race at all. Oh no. <laughs> um, it's on my radar. Like, bring the sport manager. Which I do kind of want to play at some point. Motorsport Manager is supposed to be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, no, we'll ignore that one. Uh, I don't know why. I was meant to delete that off my list. I was just noting everything that came out in 2023 for the league purposes. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Lord, yeah, Lords of the Fallen is getting an, another game um, this year, apparently. Um, I, I can't even remember what that was. Was that like EA's attempt at making a Dark Souls or something, or someone else's attempt at making a Dark Souls? Probably. Um uh, Team 17, I mean, this, this trailer tells you absolutely nothing. I'm just interested in what a Rhythm Royale could be. Uh, there's this game called called R- Headbangers Rhythm Royale, and the trailer just had nothing but pigeons doing stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But what uh, is out this year? But what, what could a Rhythm Royale be to you? Is it like, is it for, I was, I was thinking like, is it Fall Guys, but everything is to the music? Yeah, is that it, it, it would just be like Fall mm, Guys, yeah, but crossed with, with um, whatever that game that came out this year was called. God damn, have I already forgotten? The hyper thingy. The hyper thingy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd play that. I don't know. Whatever it's called. The one that's good. <laughs> yes, the one game that's good. <laughs> no hi fi rush yeah that's it yeah there you go hi hi okay hi fi <laughs> i had to really stretch to think what you were thinking of there but like oh the one thing that was good oh yeah yeah hi fi rush <laughs> it'll be four guys crossed with that the beat will happen through everyone will be on the same song basically mm. and then when you meet another person and then you do the you whoever does the rhythm the best wins you reckon it'll be fighting like, no i don't i, I, I no, don't actually I, know at all it's like from that trailer i don't think there's any real combat well, like, I, mean, or it, I mean fighting as in you're playing the beat game at the same time we like mm. like when you're doing multiplayer like crystal chronicles uh, not crystal chronicles theater rhythm, theater rhythm yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess yeah who knows it's intriguing but i didn't i haven't bothered to go and look up what it actually is um if there is even any more information at this point. And I've noted the I've noted the last faith. I think a bit of me thought it looked cool, but I can't remember why now. It's fallen out of my memory, so never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Um Xbox showcase. Um Is this the redemption year for Xbox and their first party content? Let's find I mean, out. They're certainly trying. <laughs> yeah. Fable is on the way. It's a thing. You know, I think they'd sort of semi-announced it before, but now we've got <laughs> to see... they like, like, a Fable, uh, any kind of Fable after, I guess, the last motion-controlled one, and they keep trying. I mean, that, that was the last, yeah. yeah. Like, there hasn't been a post-Lionhead yeah. Fable game. They, um, they did try several times, and they kept getting cancelled. <laughs> so who the fuck is making this one? Playground Games. Oh, okay. Better known As for in... Forza Horizon. 
Forza? Are they just expanding to the point where they? Can yeah, make... I think this is a second team okay. um, within Playground. Um, I mean, fair. Uh, they didn't. They didn't announce when this was going to be ready or not yet. But hey, it's it's making progress. Um, the 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 one thing I've like taken away from this is like people were looking at the 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 shots of like Richard Ayoade as a giant and being like, oh, that's not in in engine. To which the Fable team then get, turned around and said. Oh yeah, no, this is all rendered in engine. The game actually looks like this. We take all these like doubters as a compliment. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the people were seeing there that made them think it wasn't real. I mean, it, I mean, it did look pretty good. I sure, mean, but I think that's just what games look like nowadays, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, for 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 film CGI, it looked ropey. For but for, for oh, sure. game, yeah. it looked real good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good Richard Ayoade. Let's. <laughs> Has that ever happened before in a game? I don't know. <laughs> we ever just had him? <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't actually show any gameplay gameplay, but apparently the trailer was all in engine, so that's something. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm more heartened by the fact that it's Playground. I think that that's good. That bodes well. Yeah, I mean, I've never played a Fable game, but... I have, but not like... I don't think I ever finished one. Yeah, Fable two was was quite good, but I just didn't really like like the kind of Britishy style or whatever worked better in in like black and white and other like Lionhead games for me than it did in Fable. I, th- I thought it was a bit laid on a bit thick in Fable. Yes, I can't. Uh, I mean, and the whole thing it of will like, be. Oh, you've got a dog. <laughs> that was the thing. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. bullshit, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe now it's large. maybe now it's three of the Molyneux. Like this might actually be a more yeah hype worthy yeah. game. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's still, true. I don't know where Playground are based, but like Turn Ten, like I'm, I'm assuming Playground are British because Turn Ten, you know, the obviously, oh, yeah, obviously yeah, the they, other they, Forza yeah. studio, yeah. they're British, so it would make sense that Playground are British as well. Yeah, but, I um, they are. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you know, and they actually they called out in this thing. It's like, oh yeah, it's all it's got that it's got that British humor you all know and love. You know, it's like so that they will be yeah. leaning into the Britishness of this hard still. Oh, they will, yeah. Um, but I must say, like, if you want British humor, I you know Richard Ayoade is the right direction. Good. He's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's dry. Like that's what you want. Like, I mean, I he's, he's, he's not going to be a main character because they clearly just basically no, already no, shown no. that he's just like. The, the giant is a boss that you kill what a mission <laughs> it's kind of already been like shown that that's what's going to happen um but still oh, uh, what I, was I, it i, I kind of did a smash cut from oof to fable right that's yes, quite good yes oh, ah yeah. fable <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good that works i mean it's a classic joke yeah uh, it, uh, it worked for me yeah i'm kind of i think i'm more in, like i don't think i've ever been particularly interested in fable other than that yeah. one time John Cleese was in it, and it's like that sounded kind of interesting, but still wasn't enough to actually get me to play it. Um, no, um, no, was uh, maybe I'm in, maybe I'm in this time. Oh well, I mean I've not got an excuse because yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, but... exactly. Maybe you're yeah. in because you'll just have it <laughs> as usual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's stopping you going back and playing Fable Three? I don't know that the older Fable games are on Game Pass. I think right, I think some of them might be on. I think they might be on the backwards compatibility list, but um, I don't know if they've made it. Anyway, it's time investment these days, isn't it? Look. Oh yeah, totally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I. I don't think. Like Tears of the Kingdom is a problem. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, but, yeah. 
The Fable games are overrated, I think, in my opinion, so so far. But like, Tears of the Kingdom isn't, so <laughs> play that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful. But in a more optimistic way than Sonic Superstars. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, but that's going to be a way off. Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no. There's not even a date attached. You know, there's not even a year no. attached to this. So maybe next year, maybe. But like, don't get too 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 hopeful. Um, I just hope it's good. Yeah, I, I think the same was true of Avowed, uh, which showed up at this showcase as well, which was the Obsidian made Elder Scrolls. Like, it's not an Elder Scrolls game, but Obsidian are making a game that's a lot like Elder Scrolls. Um, like a lot like Elder Scrolls, as it turns out. Yeah, probably um, even to the point of like there being basically Elder Scrolls. Yeah, <laughs> judging by some of the story elements they seem to be putting into that trailer. Yeah, um, I don't think they said when that's coming out yet either. But um, uh, that's been silent for a few years, and it's it's nice to see that pop up. Um, not just because it's an Obsidian game, and you know everyone loves Obsidian, but you know, put out games. That's, that's all anyone wants from Microsoft right now. <laughs> yes, for the um, Xbox. <laughs> put out games for the Xbox. Uh, skipping ahead by one to that end, Hellblade 2, not coming out this year again. But they have at least like slapped a 2024 on it. I don't think they've ever actually slapped a year on when Hellblade 2 was going to come out before. So, huzzah, I guess. Although people have been like calling it, calling them out, saying like, "Why on earth did you use that trailer?" Because it's, yes, they they they're trying to highlight the sort of like, I guess it's you know them going back to like, "Oh, Senua hears herself," putting all the voices in her head, mm. kind of thing. But the trailer isn't. It feels like you've just walked in on a movie with no context, right? And it's hard to, it's hard to have that kind of like self indulgent scene without some kind of uh grounding to what's going on like she just goes into a cave and there's she's a, something weird is gonna happen yeah but that's sort of the point isn't it right like i mean a lot, a lot of hellblade one was like that yeah, yeah but like, like the point of the game is like it's all um internal shit going on and like that's kind of like it, but there was a really gameplay probably oh, i mean they, they, in theory they still haven't right they, they, they well, said yeah. they said that that fight against the beach troll or whatever was was gameplay but it's like how much of that was actually you're you're in control but we, we still don't know any of that like what are you actually doing the actual physical gameplay is probably not really the interesting part of that game <laughs> no but then is it just like a visual showcase is it is it a film an interactive movie. I mean, that'd be fine if, like, if they just told us that's what it is. Mm. Uh, we got another Yakuza trailer. Well, from the other game. For a different game yep. that's, that's out next year. Um, and this is the one I thought, I, I'm, you know, I'm guessing must be the new name for like a Dragon 8. Uh, Infinite Wealth sees. Uh, Ichigo naked on a beach in America? <laughs> What's going on here? Is this the first time the Yakuza series or Like a Dragon series has gone international? I think it might be. <laughs> is this going to... Uh, well, is like, this the jump the shark moment? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, mm. are we finally going to get different minigames because they're all in America now? <laughs> Go oh, to the shooting man. range. Yeah. <laughs> Go bowling. I mean, no, I mean bowling's bowl already there. Go bowling in a more American way, whatever that means. <laughs> Beer pong. That's going to be the new game, right? Oh, God, maybe. 
if you're in a, if you're in a, like a California beach or whatever. Cornhole. <laughs> Rodeo. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. But what's going to replace the hostess though? Um. Oh, Cornhole does, does that thing with the Playboy Raj. With weird little sacks of yeah. Put you throw you throw you throw bean bags in holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uni- it's the universal game mechanic like, like distilled we should get one of those for the gardens that we can put things what? in holes okay, so we can we can cornhole in the garden that sounds so wrong doesn't it it <laughs> yeah. just sounds like it's a euphemism like get well cornholed <laughs> uh, I mean obviously no gameplay shown so we don't I, I, I don't know if we know uh, I mean this is me with my useless research and stuff like that I don't know if we I don't know if we know whether they're going to continue down the RPG trappings of like a Dragon 7 right like I assume they will um, but then again maybe not maybe they'll maybe completely not. mix up the gameplay again yeah, maybe just they'll like do, out of the blue maybe they'll do something weird yeah <laughs> maybe this will be a tactics game <laughs> oh my gosh I'd be, I'd be down for that uh, Capcom are making something new a new IP uh, called Knitsugami, Path of the Goddess. Um, you would be forgiven for not knowing that first part because the logo doesn't have that in English. It's just massive Japanese characters. Um, Knitsugami, Knitsugami, Knitsugami. Now you know. Uh, I mean, it kind of looks like Japanese folklore Dark Souls, maybe? Maybe? I it's mean, hard to know. It was like action, character action kind of thing with a very strong, like... Japanese demonic vibe. I mean, basically, that already came out not more than two years ago in, from a different person already. What, like, are you thinking Sekiro? Or yeah. Like that? Well, that yes, also, <laughs> but like uh, you know, it's on trend. Basically, it's a bit on trend. Yeah. <laughs> not Trek to Yomi, but I guess that's in that same sort of like Japanese hell yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh. I mean, it's by Capcom, so yeah, I think you can carry some amount of like optimism. They, they're, I mean, you know, it's the Devil May Cry makers, yeah, potentially. I guess. Although they didn't explicitly say it was the Devil May Cry team no. that were making this, but I, mean, I think you can make some make some assumptions there. Um, uh, yeah, probably probably one to keep an eye on if you're a character action fan. Uh, Persona Five is getting a tactics game. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, speaking of tactics games, it's, actually, it's just called Persona 5 Tactica. They, they couldn't just call it tactics. No, they, no. they mistyped. They mistyped, yeah. Maybe an S. Whoops. Oh, well, no, actually, I like that. We'll keep that. Um, just as well, it wasn't Tactic D. Um. <laughs> tactic. Tactic. <laughs> not tactic. No, definitely not tactic. Uh, I mean, yeah, it looks like a Persona game, but with but with a grid, yeah. Persona fans uh, go nuts. Well, not as much as for the other Persona thing, I guess. Not for the other. Well, which is not a Persona thing, right? That was I haven't even I don't even think I've even put that in my list. What metaphor re no. Fantasia? I meant so. the I meant the remake of Persona. Oh, 3. Persona Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People like Persona. 3. Yes. And I guess the only remake it ever had was the portable yeah. expansion. So yeah, I suppose it's good that it's getting a proper, a proper, proper remake. Didn't, didn't they just re-release that not that long ago? Yes, like, as well. they did. It's a bit weird, isn't it? 
Well, I think they was like they they probably re-released it, re-released it, and then realized that people liked it. I was like, oh, oh, holy shit! Persona, people love Persona Three, <laughs> or at least people at would least like I- to like Persona Three more if it was a more modern game. So maybe we should remake it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, just, I just was it was it Jeff Gersman's like undying love for Chie stuff like that. That's four. Oh, is that four? Yes. Oh yeah, that is four. Yeah, you're right. I forget we're on five now. <laughs> For some yeah, reason, technical. even though I just said it, like I still forget we're on five. Yep. Uh, sort of. I'm including it because it looked like it was a bit of an outlier in terms of how things looked. Like uh, Dusant, which, as far as I can tell, was like, "Do you like the climbing sections from Uncharted? What if we had an oh. entire game that was about climbing?" Uh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> This is the game for you. I mean, if it, you could make a fun climbing game, I'm sure. I mean, I, I guess. I think there's been like two or three of those in the last few years as well from various people yeah. cl- just climbing. Yeah, it's probably been. I mean, there's been plenty of attempts in VR. Well, sure. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just sort of stood out as like, like, oh, this is an interesting looking thing as a nice art style, sort of. Like what if it has an art style that that sort of reminds me a little bit like what if you made Tears of the Kingdom in Unreal Five like one of those fan project kind of things I don't but, think, like, but better well, better animated than those tend to be you know maybe yeah. I didn't think it looked like super hardcore graphics no no no, no. but like <laughs> like, like what, stylized like, to some degree is what I mean but like sure but that's normally what you get when you get the game made a game in the Unreal Engine sure. is where they they blow it out with ridiculous polygons. You end up with Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> yeah. <fair>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know what this says about me, but I'm kind of being drawn in by Cyberpunk's new trailers. Well, yeah, like, I mean, you played the game. <laughs> I played the game yeah. and, and was kind <laughs> yeah. of like, I thought it was okay, not... not. I mean, it was... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade it. It was good, not great, not amazing. Um... An acceptably good time. Um, but there's, I don't know. Like they, it, they, I think there's something about cyberpunk's like marketing and how it, the game just l- like tries to look that works with me. And then you play the game, and it's not quite nailing, and it's not quite as good as that looks. If you know what I, I mean. Know. Yeah. So it's like I'm watching the path of uh, no, not path of liberty, Phantom Liberty. Sorry, trailer going. Damn, this looks really good. <laughs> And then remembering, and then having to remind myself about what playing that game was actually like minute to minute. And anyway, that's out September, and it is a DLC. I was like, I was getting a bit confused. Like, is this like a standalone expansion and stuff? Like, but it is DLC. Um, You do have to play. I think you have to play the game, the base game, up to a certain point, and then it becomes active, and it is just an extension to. V's storyline, so it's not a split off in any way. It is just part of the story, which I guess makes sense because they got Keanu back to, yeah, to do more stuff for it. Um, well, that's good. I mean, he was there. He was he was at the Xbox <laughs> he was conference. There, like, whatever that means. Yeah, right. in this case, being breathtaking. <laughs> I mean, he's always amazing. Although, as 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 we pointed out while we were watching it, something was clearly wrong with how they were miking up that that set. Yeah, like, it, the, it the, audio, seemed... the audio for Keanu was like 
it looked Hyper like it compressed. was ADR, but yeah. like it probably wasn't. Yeah, it, it, I think it was just overly compressed and just sounded really fuzzy and weird. Because you get, it wasn't so bad when Phil Spencer was talking, but you get got hints of it when mm. Phil was talking. And it's not quite, yeah, anywho. Uh, they got more Keanu, so that's good. But also, this game's, this, this one's going to be filled with Idris Elba as well. So Keanu and Idris Elba, whoo, good mix, potentially. I don't know, if, have those two ever acted together before? Not that I know. That could, yeah, that could be. Could good. be interesting. Um, I don't think they've said whether that's part of Game Pass or not, so I might not actually have access to it. So in which case, screw you. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, you but you have a copy, right? Of, oh, I've got. Of a prop, I've got. Cyberpunk. I've got a disc of Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. Physical media. I know. Wow. Not very cyberpunk, but well, quite the most cyberpunk. Surely. <laughs> no, I guess. Yeah. If you could insert the disc directly into your head somehow. <laughs> yeah. Fire a disc drive. Um, I mean, you should That's check out Stone simple. Ocean from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm there's, sure. There's a lot of that going on. Discs just in and out of people's heads. Just straight up DVDs. Just in your face. Uh, and I will call out... Oh, I forgot to write it down. But Sea of Thieves is doing that thing again, a bit like Cyberpunk, where a bit of me goes, maybe I should check this out again. Because they're doing a whole like story expansion based on Monkey Island. Right. And it kind of yeah. looks rad. Yeah, and good idea, obviously. They, this, but I don't know if it's just Sea of Thieves being very good at what they do with trailers. Because I haven't checked back in since that game launched, really. I haven't seen basically what, anything that they've done since the the initial version. And the initial version left me a little bit disappointed that there just wasn't much there. Yeah. But or it wasn't very varied in what you were actually doing. Like the core hilarity of having four people trying to work together to, to, to navigate a ship was fantastic. But that's what it was. You could get that shit together, and then then the game isn't it fun anymore. It wasn't fun. Um, so I'm hoping, like, yeah, yeah, that some of their expansions over the last god, how long has it been? Like many years at this point, have actually uh, addressed some of that. And having these story sections might be that. But then I can't see how they would work particularly well because of the multiplayer trappings of that game, right? Like, how did how do they actually play out? I can't see it. I can't see it. But also, it seems to be presented real good. Real good. <laughs> and Guybrush Fruitwood is kind of a bum in his own kingdom now, which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that makes sense for the character. That was the Xbox show. Um, the one bit of news that sort of came out after the Xbox show uh, that is of interest is that Microsoft have dropped their pledge to make games that will come out on Xbone as well as Series X. So that phase is now over. If you're holding out on your on your Xbone, it's probably time to get a Series. It's probably time. Treat yourself. Because <laughs> at least you can get one. I mean, yeah, you can. They're, they're, they're quite readily available now. So I mean, and they're making a new Series S. If you want that one terabyte and you don't like your consoles being white, you can get a black Series S now. It's like making an Elite version of the of the 360 all over again, except the Elite version already exists and it's called the Series X. 
the unelite version. <laughs> the, the carbon D- black. That's so weird. <laughs> so they showed some Forza, did they? I mean, uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't really actually show up in the showcase, right? Like it did briefly, it but like a not trailer in an, in an extremely trailery trailer. It's, yeah, not like not, not like, like a gameplay. Even I mean, really. they'd already I'm sure done it was gameplay, but. <laughs> they have they have put out on YouTube and stuff like that, like extended look trailers and um, at the game, and it's like. I'm yeah, I'm hype. I want to play this thing. Um, yeah, looks good. <coughs> um, I mean, kind of what I've been waiting for for a long time, like a proper Forza game I can sink my, you know, proper track racing game I want to sink my teeth into. And yes, I could have mm. gone Gran Turismo if I'd owned a PS5, but I've made my feelings about my distaste for Gran Turismo over the years pretty clear. So it's, it's just, it's just I'm sure it's great. It's just not for me. That something's always felt off. Um, hmm. Whereas Forza fits you, yeah. Forza Motorsport always clicked, um, and we haven't had one of those for, a, time, for yeah. a while. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, the only other one was the Star Wars, but I guess there's the Ubisoft. Thing oh yeah, that was the thing I skipped that. over and yeah. then didn't go back to. Yes, they they yeah. meant that this was a, a yeah. It made its first showing at the Xbox thing, and yes, it came up at Ubisoft Forward. We might as well talk about that now. Uh, yeah. Do you want some Assassin's Division in space? Uh, I maybe kind of do. <laughs> then that's yes. Then this is what that game is. <laughs> I think it looked quite good, honestly. It's, like, it's hard always... to say it didn't, but also like you can see where it's pulling from. Like, like yeah, you quite, can. Yeah, I mean, Ubisoft yeah. don't seem to have an original bone in their body anymore. Like, <laughs> no, no, I suppose. Um, with the possible, you know, their smaller projects seem to be the only things that seem to be innovating. I mean, they're... I like some of the smaller, like the character design and of the robot of the droid or whatever and sure. stuff like that. Look was good. Like some of the, like the art direction looked quite good for just for that planet. Looked quite cool, and yeah. it looked. I know. It looked smooth. I don't know if that's... Is that the Assassin's Creed engine or the Unreal um, engine? I don't know, it's, but it's, it looked pretty it, I bet it's Snowdrop, which is... Um, really? they, didn't, they didn't explicitly say it, but Snowdrop is Ubisoft's like, in-house right, engine. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because you know, it does big open worlds or whatever. But it looked pretty good. And like that is, even if it is not original, it is kind of the game that... like. Kind of everyone always wanted the the I'm a bounty hunter in Star Wars and I can get in my ship anytime and fly to space and land on another planet. Essentially Han Solo without you being Han Solo, right? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, what, that's yeah, why exactly. everyone was super pissed about the 1313 that never came yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. That was what that game was meant to be. Sure. Sort of. But that was like you were actually going to play Boba Fett, I think, in that game. And then they like completely recanonized and changed everything. But, but yeah, so they've just come up with this. And she looks fine for like a Han Solo-y type or whatever. I was going to say not... this in general about Ubisoft at the moment where I, I mean, she as a character looks fine. Apart from the word looks, where I think Ubisoft have dropped the ball on facial animation. I think right. I okay. think, I think both that's this true, yeah. and Assassin's Creed Mirage yeah, that's they've, sure. they've fallen behind. Something that They don't look right anymore. I really like the character design for some reason of the like Mon Calamari like uh Oh, the broker guy. Psychic lady. Oh, Is no. it a guy? I think it's a lady at the end. Uh, uh, she's She's got... Well, I mean, I don't mean psych, psychic as in, you know, she's got lots of jewellery and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, Oh, more um, than mystic, you mean? Yeah, mystic. Yeah, mystic calamari lady was cool, I thought. 
Anyway, you know, when oh, she's at the yes, table sorry. with the yes. Imperial officer or whatever, and yeah, she has that, the choice. That was a lady. I don't know why. Like, it's just, I just saw, yeah. like, something about the Calamaris where I just always, like, put them as, as dudes in my head. As dudes, yeah, yeah. Like, well, most the, well, the one, most ones you see are. It's but, a trap. Uh, it's a trap. But I like that character design, and I like the idea of, like, you can bribe the Empire, but if you don't, then and then it was, like, full-on Grand Theft Auto wanted system. Mm. I didn't <laughs> get quite, out of, even get though out it's the, the thing... <laughs> Even though it's the thing that everyone always, always wanted, the transition from planet to space wasn't quite good enough. I mean, it took, it, <laughs> it took, it took a while, yeah. right? That they just—I mean, perhaps it's one of those things they should have trailerized. But it's just like, oh, we were in the atmosphere. What? What? What can we see? Gray. Yeah, and like, we're going to sit here actually, for a minute. <laughs> I don't actually mind like the clouds obscuring a loading pause, but sure. when they came out of it, it didn't feel like a natural transition into the orbit of space. There needed to be a little right, bit yeah. of you see the stars and you fly into into orbit because what it seemed like was, oh, now I'm in a space level. Like, like uh, yeah, the, the, you mean. Yeah. the clouds cleared and it didn't physically make sense like that you were in orbit of the planet you sure. just left. And I was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. But it looked cool when she went when they went to light speed or whatever. Yeah, and I mean they've been good um, at that for a while though, right? Like, yeah. Oh, sure. well, I say they. I guess this is Ubisoft's first stab of it. Like, Respawn mm. did a really good job in Jedi, right, to make that yeah. look nice. Um, so you know, I, I like the idea of an open world kind of well, like Star Wars game, and and I like the droid. I like some of the character design. The stealth looked pretty ropey like she got onto even in those like carefully curated thing for a trailer sure. she like grabs on and onto oh, a moving the box that would clearly the, guy have been in... the guy doesn't even look yeah, around it clearly really. would have been in front yeah. of the dude that there was just walking yeah. there it doesn't um, make any sense hot and take yeah this is what beyond good and evil 2 became well, I, right, th- I okay. think this is what Beyond Good and Evil Two would have been, regardless. Yeah, it would have yeah. been an Ubisoft game. That probably you're right. Yeah, <laughs> this probably makes more sense because it's got it's got the planetary thing. It's got like yeah. take, taking off a thing. It's got that that same broker that shady deal true. thing. In that, like like everything about this trailer was pushing my yeah. this. This is like that Beyond Good and Evil Two trailer, just like on in Star Wars instead of in. I the mean, sun. maybe. Maybe sort of without a monkey guy. Anyway, I and the giant of... pig broker, you know, <laughs> we've got a fish broker instead. Like we got a fish broker <laughs> instead of a pig broker. Um, yeah, I'm sort of, sort of slightly optimistic about Star Wars Outlaws. I think it looks okay. I think it will. We'll see, I think it will. Yeah, I don't know. I've got that like it'll be fine feeling about it. My right, concern okay. is that I, know, I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's anything there that I felt like like, oh, I haven't seen this before. Right, I guess we hadn't seen it no. in the Star Wars universe before. Well, that's it. Isn't but, it? like, I didn't I, the, yeah, I like the, the sort of quick draw, like she shot the blaster really fast, like Red Pig kind of style. Mm. That was cool. Uh, that, obviously, that's very Han Solo, but, you know, it, it's nothing new, but it's like I did, thought it looked like a decent combination of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it, what it, you could do these days if you want to. Like, obviously, one can be original, but you're not going to get any investment yeah, not, or money. Not, you have not, to play it safe big, to make money. Not have a yeah. big publisher. It's so be the a best struggle. you can do is like remix good elements together that are, you know, that, so that it's still a safe investment, but it, you make a fun game out of it. <laughs> Which I mean, that's cynical, is but, the yeah. tone of the Ubisoft show in general. <laughs> the tone of right. the entirety of Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Because, okay, let's, 
let's spin off from that. Like, because Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was shown off uh, as kind of their their big ticket item, I suppose. Um, right. Uh, and boy, this is Far Cry. Yeah, on Pandora. I mean, they know how to make. They know how to make Far Cry. So they, mean... they've just added some birds. They woo woo with their way fast. Yeah, I mean they've added the Acron, I guess, and that's but that's kind of the thing. Like it does very much just look like Far Cry with with some flight, um, which I mean, they kind sure. of already had, right? There was some yeah. flying in the previous Far Cry games. Yeah, um, you could fly a literal plane, couldn't you, in the last the American one, whatever, and in four, I want to say as well. I think there was some some flight stuff in four. Some helicopter stuff. Like six? Like, uh, five. I th- no, you're right. Six was the last one. Yeah, because yeah, they did one in like South America or something. Yes, didn't they? you're right. But, yeah. That no one seemed to. Uh, so they haven't announced a Far Cry on. 7, so I assume the Far Cry team was working on this. Probably. Um, I mean, makes sense. I don't, I don't think that. That can't have been a big success, that last Far Cry, because I, I didn't don't, hear about it. I don't think it blew up. No. And I don't, oh, I'm I not even sure. If it had the baddie, right, was the guy from Breaking I mean, Bad, who's the, who's the baddie in literally everything, yeah, including yeah. Star Wars. Giancarlo yeah. Esposito, who's awesome. Yeah. You know? um, but but still. Um, yeah, I don't know if 5 and 6 did as well as Ubisoft had hoped. Like, 4 was the last big one, I think, and I don't think the previous two... I mean, 5 had cultural problems, right? That, that, round, that wound people up the wrong way for storytelling reasons, and I don't know if... I think people were just sort of bored of it by six. I don't. I don't know if there was a there was a real problem with six. It just wasn't interesting at that point. Um, it had run its course, um, so it makes sense that they would switch tack to this. But yeah, it, as I say, it's just it just got so much too much Far Cry vibe. It just looked it just looked like it. Like I wasn't quite sure I got the Navi out of it. Right, right. Like from from the actual gameplay they showed, I didn't quite under like get the navy stuff other than when you were on the back of an acron but also i noticed on xbox this game is going for a 70 pound pre-order and that's for the base version which means are we now into the territory where a 70 dollar game means a 70 pound game here it's like i don't think that trend has truly become a thing here because what like breath of the wild was 60 pounds like base price like r.i.p um, so you can get it cheaper than that. Um, I noticed Mortal Kombat One is sixty-five, so that's pushing it a little bit higher. Um, don't know. Slightly, I don't know, That's a bit, a bit, bit worrying. It's like that's the base version of the game. I should point out, like it's not even a special edition or anything. That's of which there already is one, right <laughs> naturally, because Ubisoft. Probably has an iconic hat in it. I don't know. Um, anyway, Avatar. Like, that game's actually coming this year, December. Uh, just in just in time for the year of the way of water, I suppose. <laughs> just in time to come out in the same year as the film. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Even true? Did it come out this year? I can't even remember now. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. Uh. Also, to add fuel to the they are not innovative fire, they're making Call of Duty. Except it's called X Defiant now. <laughs> Is this one of the 
like weird Chinese games that have been. I don't think so. That was Crossfire X. Yeah, was like the <laughs> the last one they tried. Annoyingly to... similar, but yeah. Um, but is this no, not another I, one of those? No, I think X Defiant is a brand new development, you know, in-house thing. Um, I do, uh, I, that's I, been in closed beta for a while. But I say closed beta. They the last, they were, they made a big deal of like, hey, the last beta we ran wasn't under NDA, <laughs> so streamers have been playing it. And and why is this not somehow a Tom Clancy game? <laughs> it's got the another Ghost Recon. <laughs> yeah, it's not Ghost Recon because Rainbow Six is fine. Like like it's they, they, they don't. They don't need to touch Siege anymore, and nobody cared about Extraction, so it's like let's leave that. Let's leave that quiet. <laughs> yeah, but this would be the deathmatch version of of the Siege universe, I guess. I mean, that is mildly surprising. Yeah, I suppose they could have just worked it all in. Um, uh, but no, we're getting a. They're making a Call of Duty. That's what this looks like. Is it a story? In, no. Or is it just going to be pure multiplayer? They showed nothing but multiplayer. Well, yeah, well, that doesn't mean that's not going to be a story, it, it, I guess. No, I guess that doesn't. <laughs> but that, that, that was all they showed and talked about. With... Because without, without, you know, without any kind of Tom Clancy trappings, I mean, that would be where the story would be. But, like, who cares about multiplayer shooters with a boring, generic, military-esque so, stuff going on? I say there's no Tom Clancy trappings it's not a tom clancy game but they have kind of said that they will be like their seasons are going to traverse i'm going to call it the ubiverse they didn't say that but like they're going to go across the the, the various ubisoft pro- properties in what way though so like, they, what, what, what ones even fit apart from so they already showed a character wearing sam fisher like night vision goggles sure that doesn't mean anything no <laughs> but 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 their specific phrasing was we'll be su- you'll be surprised where we're going Rug. They didn't show any of that. I mean, it would be but, cool if if the if this is like the first the base game that they start with is like generic Call of Duty, but then suddenly you're in like a first person shooter that's in a Rayman somehow. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I hope that's what they do. That would be great. Um, I mean, it is a it is sort of a hero shooter, right? Like, is the other thing. So it's like there are, I guess, operators like to use the Rainbow yep. Six Siege parlance. The like you, you pick a faction, and those factions have characters within them that have certain special abilities. But COD's been doing that for years yeah. as well, um, so I don't think it's too far from that. Also, don't do this. Don't do this, Ubisoft. Don't do this to me, specifically. This is an insult to me. Well, it's not an insult. I don't know anything about Roller Champions. Is that, is that the Demo Derby? Not Demo Derby. Um, Roller Derby multiplayer game thing. I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe. Um, uh, anyway, there's a game called Roller Champions about roller skates. And they've somehow done a deal with Sega to bring the Rudies from Jet Set Radio to it as skins. And I'm like, <laughs> don't do this to me. I mean, I know Bomb Rush side of that. What are they doing? Roller Champions is getting skins oh, of okay. Beat and Gum from Jet Set Radio. And it's like, right. okay, I see what you did there, but also don't do this to me. Sega, come on, man. <laughs> don't don't pull the Jet Set Radio string now. How weird is that? Mm, yeah. Obviously, they should have made a deal with, with Team Reptile. They, they absolutely should have done. <laughs> I bet Team Reptile reached out at some point. Probably. Like, can, can we do this? And Sega were like, No, we've mean, already made this other deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, wasn't Jet Set Radio like one of those, like, rumored Sega super games or something? 
like back when they were oh, yeah. when they were talking about that that they were going to revisit Jet Set Radio under whatever the Super Game guys means. Mm. So maybe it's not in Sega's interests, and this is in there. Maybe it's like early marketing for the Super Game. <laughs> maybe, but they didn't announce. Sega haven't said anything, so <laughs> you know, nothing to announce at this time. Um. Also, the next trailer was hilarious because it looked like Skate 4. Like, it looked like a skate game, but it's not skate. It's like they're just adding skate to Riders Republic. <laughs> like, Riders Republic is getting skateboarding. And it's like, that doesn't fit with the rest of the game, so this must be, like, a completely set... Still, like Unless, unless they're, well, like, high-speed skateboarding down mountains. Or... No, I mean, longboarding, maybe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. It's like, this looks like Skate 4. Oh, no, wait, of course it can't be Skate 4. It's Ubisoft. Oh, it's Riders Republic. Okay. Uh, The Crew. They're making another one of those. Like, free? This is the third one, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, but is it going to actually be free? No, it's called The Crew Motor Fest because they want to eat Forza Horizon's lunch so hard. Yeah, pretty much. Um, It's a festival of motorsport. Wasn't the crew kind of already that? Sort of, kind of, but not quite all the way in. Not like a physical festival. I don't, know. I don't think it was quite Horizon, but it was getting there. And it's also set in Hawaii, which looks a lot like Mexico. It's basically Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> How do you even emulate that? That must have been so expensive to make Forza Horizon. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just it's just like you've maybe they might, maybe they started on this before they knew Forza Horizon Five was going to be in Mexico or something like that. But like I don't know, man. There's, well, but doing it in Hawaii like, is obvious because it's an island, and therefore you don't have to worry about world borders. Yeah, that's like that's that's actually one of the problems with the Forza games that take place in any kind of continental I mean, setting. I think the last one, the last is it the last crew game that was supposed to represent a coast to coast mini America. Yes, right. I think so. They're just, I don't know. I was watching that trailer for Motorfest thinking it's like, oh, and we, and, and, but they were making such a big deal. And you can go to the beach and you can go to the jungles and you can go up a volcano. And it's like, we did, we did all that. We did all that in the last Forza game. You're like, you're like, a, you're like, a, you're like quite late, guys. I suppose right. they've got planes <laughs> and the F1 license. It's okay. They've got that because they had that in Crew 2 as well. We're not Hot Wheels. They haven't got Hot Wheels, no. <laughs> And nobody seems to like how the crew handles. Like, actual racing people, like, aren't really into... <laughs> it's not meant to be an actual racing game, though, obviously. No. I don't know. I don't... I don't mm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they went back to the what, to the, to the crew. Um, oh, unless they have just improved their handling model, so it's, you know, not a, Different. A, a way better game. But they didn't talk about that. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, my one note here says ropey faces that I mentioned before. Um, yeah. But boy, they they weren't kidding when they were said they were going to make something more like Assassin's Creed One because this looks almost identical to Assassin's Creed One. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, except could... except it's not Altair. Like the main guy seems like not a dick. Right. Right. Which might be okay. important. <laughs> Well, they're bringing over some stuff, so you can still do eagle reconnaissance is still a thing. So, you know, you can you have magic eagle powers. 
when was that introduced with the origins i think yeah Yeah. the egypt one yeah that's the egypt one. that's the first kind of modern one right uh yeah so this the, the first like like ridiculous open world one i suppose yeah um uh the reimagining Yes, you've still got your eagle reconnaissance. Although they did show in the trailer that there, that some enemy that there are enemies that are classed as marksmen that would shoot at your eagle, so you couldn't do reconnaissance in certain areas. So um, it, it's not fully transitioned to be actual magic yet. Um, wait for it. During the bit where they show they 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 show an assassination or like oh, I mean clearly, but like part of the mission where this guy's going to assassin, he basically marks three targets and then shadow of Mordor's into all three of them, like teleports into them and goes zoop, 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 and then and then like okay, so you, you do have magic, then you can you can just zip to guys and kill them now, can you? Didn't make any sense. Everything else about this game looked like, oh, cool! You you are actually doing the assassins, the classic Assassin's Creed thing, and you're getting, you're doing it seemingly well. Like it looked good, um, and then the magic happened, and I'm just like, you might you might have just turned me off this whole thing completely. <laughs> just in in one little ability, it's well, actually. And then I second guess myself as I am right now because a bit of me is going, ah, oh, yes, but less stealth. <laughs> or easier stealth, I should say. But yeah, it's this is Assassin's Creed one. Other than that, okay. Um, uh, yeah, and Star Wars Outlaws, as we talked about it, and they had a very, very tiny trailer for Assassin's Creed Project Jade, which is the China one, which would have been cool were it not a mobile game. Uh, it would have been cool as in the setting kind yeah, of concept. Sure. Or, sure. Okay. Uh that's pretty much all my notes from, from this this not E three. Elus three. No Nintendo thing yet. No Nintendo thing. If they're yeah. even gonna do one. Who knows? Nintendo just, will do it on their own time. Yeah, they'll just appear at some point. <laughs> Well, it's lucky they didn't at the same time because this podcast would have gone very long. <laughs> I think it probably already has. I mean, we're getting there, but yeah, we only have one game to talk about, except Good not. News. <laughs> except we don't have one game to talk about because I've played something else. What else have you been playing, Rob? I mean, mostly Tears of the Kingdom. Let's be fair. I okay, okay. Real curveball for you this week. I played a little game called Aqua Aqua on the PlayStation 2. Hmm, don't remember that one. This game has a subtitle. It's technically a sequel to Wetrix. Yes, obviously. <laughs> what? Wetrix 2. Okay. I, I, did, I didn't know this existed. Like, I like stumbled upon it while I was looking... Basically, I was looking for Dreamcast stuff, <laughs> like on eBay, being like, oh, what's, what's about, like... I'm in two minds about. I think I mentioned it last podcast about whether I should try and pick up Power Stone and stuff like that, and try and figure out what was the deal with Power Stone. Why does everyone like it? Um, intrigue. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, stumbled upon this thing. Like, it went, they, went, they made a sequel to Wetrix. Like, and it's the same game. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any mechanical difference in it at all. Other than a themat, what I would describe as a thematic downgrade, like it's not as mad as it used to be. Like it's 
you remember the sort of like early 2000s kind of like where things started to get a bit where everyone liked rounded things and fonts got less cool and <laughs> uh yeah top of the pops man <laughs> when it rebranded uh anyway anyway yeah it was it's kind of got that that early it's very much that early 2000s vibe like they've added cute characters to it and they've uh it's like what happened with puzzle bubble basically i mean puzzle bubble kind of did it way more successfully right they animate they animated the crap out of puzzle bubble right and that that worked um (laughs) kind of this is this is like if you took what was that kids' cartoon of like the 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 semi badly animated three D animals, like CG animals? <laughs> Insufficient in specificity. But yeah, you know, it was like CG. It was like a CGI cartoon, and it looked really ropey by today's standards. But at the time, it was kind of revolutionary, and it's like it's kind of got that sort of vibe going for it in places. But anyway, um, it's the same game as Witcher One, but like as I say, it's just t- the presentation's not as good. Like, um. Or not as bombastic, I suppose, as the first game. The first game was nuts, right? Like, so it's when, mm. for those that don't know what Wetrix is, it's a puzzle, a, I guess a Tetris esque puzzle game, but instead of uh, like just putting blocks down to then clear those blocks out by some pattern of some sorts, like lines or collections, the idea is to actually build an island in which you can contain water. Um, so you'll get blocks to raise the land, blocks to low, lower the land, and then water to chuck on the land. And you've got to keep it contained. You've got to keep your lakes intact. In and you get more bonuses for keeping multiple separate lakes or and even bigger bonuses for making deep lakes. And uh, But then you've got to watch out for, for, for bombs that will land and make holes in your, in your landscape. And you, you basically don't want to leak. It's about preventing leakage. Good advice. Prevent leakage. <laughs> Generally, Anglian water. We're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and you die basically after so much water has leaked off the side. Um, but your main point scoring mechanism is then like timing to have nice big piles of water, and then get a fireball, and then burn the water off your landscape, and then then you get a huge buff- huge point boost off all your multipliers and stuff like that, and then you lose your your drip meter goes down, so you. You stay alive a little longer. It's all about sort of balancing all of that stuff out. Uh, oh, and don't have your terrain be too high or too tall or too spiky, or otherwise you'll trigger an earthquake, which basically messes the entire landscape up, and you're basically all your water is going to fall off and you're going to die. Um, so you're balancing all these things all at once. Uh, and as far as I can tell, none of that has changed um, between the two games. Like nothing at all. The only thing they've really added was is they have this thing called story puzzle now, which lets you pick four periods of time for some reason and like during at, at three points during your play uh, a boss character of some sort will basically give you a, a a score challenge and you have to hit that so you have to score that many points within a certain period of time it's not your total score you have to score those points during that period of time that it suggests and if you right. fail that they will do something to the level um so one of them will like uh, basically, like cause like, nasty contortions. One of them just caused straight up causes an earthquake, so it's pretty much instant death. One of the later levels, weirdly, is way more, e- way easier than the others because it just burns the water off your level, and you're just like, "Well, that's fine. I'm still alive. <laughs> that's actually a bonus. <laughs> you don't score any points for it, but but 
yeah, you're still you're still going. Um, and that's that's kind of a doesn't really add anything to the to the game. Um, it's, if anything, it's just an annoyance. Um, and they replaced the the worst offender though is they replaced the voice right the the, the cool robot voice is gone the rubber ducks are gone <laughs> and they've been replaced with like plesiosaurs and turtles and things that don't make obnoxious duck quack noise all the time <laughs> obviously that's what you don't want <laughs> well yeah so it's just this like um like cute voice now so it's like two legs three legs legs rather than like the weird robot voice of two legs rubber duck multiplier they don't even say rubber duck multiplier anymore it's disappointing like well, even, they wouldn't do if there weren't any no rubber ducks, ducks. <laughs> not, that, that's not even announced like and when a rainbow the first time you get a rainbow in any playthrough the game stops to make a the little cute character which is pointless who's just walking around the landscape just sort of have a little look at the rainbow and show you a nice camera angle of the rainbow and it's like don't do that don't interrupt my flow <laughs> Um, I'd rather have a robot voice just go rainbow multiplier uh, it's not as good which then got me thinking maybe I should get Wetrix Plus for the Dreamcast because you know <laughs> but then we've got that PC version which is still great so whatevs Wetrix 2 don't worry about it aqua aqua yeah aqua aqua I mean it's fine it plays like Wetrix but you know as I said it's the same game but it's just Presentation's not as hot. Uh, so that was a fun few hours um, doing that. And then I went back and played Tears of the Kingdom, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going? I mean, you should leave yeah, this conversation this so we don't actual, spoil you. Yeah. The actual question is, how have you been doing with it now? Uh, okay, I had a little chance to play it earlier this week and a little bit this afternoon before I started this. Um, I finished the uh, first what dungeon thing, whatever the wind the, temple the wind thing. one? Yeah. And then I've just been rampaging over the map doing shrines, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I was still in the sort of honeymoon period with the game, like when, when I was doing that stuff, the wind temple stuff, because I quite liked the path, right? The chain. Right. The, yeah, the island on the chain. way up there. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of cool. cool. I mean, it's not very mechanical, really. There's not much to it. It's just one mechanic the yeah. whole way up. The, the power of the, the Gust. And the, well, uh, yeah, and I guess then you get the bounce pads kind of thing. And, oh, yeah. yeah, and the bounce pads. Yeah. But that, that's pretty much it. Just gust and, and bounce. And just move between the bounce pads using the gust. <laughs> bounce pads. Yeah. But it gradually got a bit more hairy as it went, as it got higher and more bounce paddy <laughs> yep. as you got to the top of the thing. And then it was a cool, like, uh, I mean, is that what we're saying? Is like it was roughly the same size this first dungeon as one of the uh, uh, the first dungeon in uh, Breath of the Wild, one yes. of the divine beasts. Like, the, right? That's what I as soon as I got to it, I was just like, "Oh, this is just a divine beast game." All those people yeah, who are saying like, "Holy yeah. shit, they put in dungeons!" It's like, no, they no, really haven't. No, <laughs> that that one isn't. Yeah, but I don't know because maybe there's some coming. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> as soon as, 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 soon as you, you get to now. that one, and it's like. Here's the five terminals you have to turn on. It's like, oh, it really is just a divine beast. That's the yeah. same as a divine beast, yeah. Except the divine beast had the mechanic where you had some kind of power over the entire thing. Yes, and like, I would say, Rob, like, I think they should have kept that. Really, mm. like, that was kind of cool. I'm not sure what you would There's, do in this game to make that work. I mean, I've done two of the temples now, and I've not 
spoilers it has that hasn't happened no. right? they've just they they they've not had their own mechanic particularly they've yes, just been right. like his well hmm, maybe the water temple had a little something that wasn't anywhere else um, well i mean a little, the watery parts but, yes. but it's a very little something like it's not like you have like yeah that big control over the thing no um, i mean i would have said the what, what they maybe should have tried to do because I, I feel like it was it's an underutilized mechanic elsewhere in the game and potentially you guys haven't even seen it except you probably have in the trailer was the thing where it's basically the new version of the motion control trines from breath of the wild except now it's you just master hand you just ultra hand a thing and then you manipulate it using the 3d rotation of the ultra hand and that manipulates a big version of it in the world oh i see that's a cool idea they should have just done that more because you only see that like Mm. a few times in some of the sky islands and like Although that, I need to get better at the rotation thing because I'm always rotating it the wrong yes. way. <laughs> so that, if that gets magnified, that might be a problem. But that could have been a way to like make it so that you could still have the like global manipulation of the temple, but in this game's version, it would be mm, like a, yeah. you'd have a specific platform where you have to go back to to stand and then use the ultra hand on the control to manipulate the whole overall temple somehow. Like flip I mean, the ship on its side or something. To- the accelerometer device things or whatever in Breath of the Wild had nothing to do with any of your slate powers. Or anything, yeah, right. They it, was it was just, just a, a weird, extra, like weird extra thing. Yeah. How is Link actually controlling this? Presumably, he just like grabs it and like he's actually physically rotating it. Yeah. In but the lore you don't of Breath see of the that. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think generally the that there's just more bespoke puzzles in the in the shrines that don't rely on some weird thing like that or on just being a combat shrine or whatever so that's good that because there's just more opportunity to do physics puzzles with the ultra hand basically well and the other ones i I feel like i haven't been stumbling upon many you i think you mentioned this last podcast that you've been coming across too many blessings like that just shrines that aren't actually things well i mean at the end of world puzzle things yes i mean Mm. i I mean just in general my experience recently has been like i'm finding more blessings than shrines with things like and i don't and some of them i'm just like i don't really feel like that was a world no that's why that's kind of what i was saying like that's when i was saying like i feel like there's too many of those it's like sometimes it seems like the world puzzle wasn't enough that you that rated being a blessing i mean there was one that was just in a cave like not exactly hidden oh really and it's just like oh that's a blessing that's a blessing or was it a case where you accidentally solved the puzzle but you didn't realize you solved the puzzle i think so i think it was just there was it maybe a cave in the rito mountains no Okay, because there is one, yeah. of, one of those, I think. How many shrines are there? Is there the same more? I think the there's like 150-something. Like, right. It's more, so there's, basically. There's more. So that's as many as we're in Breath of the Wild plus the expansion, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I find it the coolest thing about it, just in general, is that the amount of times that you solve a puzzle and you're like... I still don't know what the right way to do it was, but mm-hmm. I, I bodged but it. I, but, I've done, but I've done it. I've done what you yeah. needed me to do, and I got the yeah. chest. It's fine. I mean, I did try. And get, I did yeah. try and go and find the shrine Rob was talking about, where he sold it with like stick piles or whatever. No right, um, yeah, right. just a pole. I think I found it. Maybe 
and I mean, I, I came up with a solution that used the poles and not the actual mechanic of the thing, but I'm not sure if it was even the same train. No. <laughs> so I might have just found yeah. another train that you can also solve with poles. I don't, yeah. I don't think I quite understood what the uh, yeah in that particular train. I'm not sure I really understood what the mechanic even was. So it was just. I mean, I've, I I brought my switch here today, so maybe afterwards I can find the actual train Rob was talking about that we can see. Yeah. What are you supposed to do for that? I think I figured it out, but for that um, uh, chest in the wind te- temple that's like at the other end of a room that has a grate with a tiny hole in it or whatever, and there's like there's icicles, like yeah. long icicles. You're supposed to like stick the icicle through and then attach the 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 um, chest to the end of the icicle and then pull it yes. back. It's a it's, right, the, it's the fishing mechanic basically. <laughs> right, fish, right? Fishing. Okay. Fish for the chest. I've done that several times with just chests in lakes and stuff in the world. Yeah, just like, that, that, uh, yeah. Or let, if you have what, like one of those wooden chests that's just floating down the river, it's just like quickly slap a bunch of planks together and just hook it as it goes fast. <laughs> just use the right. attach. Although I've you also just attach, right? That's I've also yeah. completely screwed myself a couple of times by trying to do that because I forget that like when you attach, you also drop the thing. <laughs> so like I've tried to fish a chest out of the river from a bridge oh, and then just drop the whole thing <laughs> the I was whole, holding the into the water. Yeah. It's like oh right, yeah, <laughs> kind of doesn't quite work like that. Right, it doesn't attach while you're holding it. The well, whole thing, like, yeah, it doesn't off. stay handed. <laughs> right. So you have to like immediately grab it if you do that. Well, if you can, or like at least do it from somewhere you're, where you can still reach it, which is like from the mm. bank of the river. Obviously, that would work. Reach out mm. into the river from the bank, so when you release it, it just drops next to you. Mm. But doing it downwards from a bridge wasn't going to work. That right, smell is in the air. away. Sorry, interrupt. That smell is in oh, the air. The that, smell of rain. I love that smell. Yeah, it's happening. There's a name for that smell. Like, uh, it's probably a German word. Yeah, the, the dampness as, as the first raindrops hit the floor or something. It's the lovely smell of pollution, basically. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, it's tarmac, was accurate. It? it was 6.30, mm. <laughs> nearly. <laughs> Precise. Mm, that smells good. What else, what else, Dan? What about what else about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can you talk about? It's called petrichor. Uh, the name, the the, 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 the smell, petrichor. Petrichor. Hmm. Uh, what else? I don't know. I just did a tower, and I'm up back up in the Sky Islands. But I don't suppose, don't suppose that's anything. There was a shrine there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like going going across the landscape from shrine to shrine and, and tower to tower, basically at the moment, revealing shit. So I don't know if there's anything. Uh, you know, how much depthy uh, stuff that that unlocks? Uh, oh, I I got the first uh, fairy just now. Oh right, <laughs> because revealed. they they spawned yeah. in the sky islands, basically. I mean, no, no, wait, no, great, no, fairy. no great fairies, yeah. great fairy. I mean, no, right. I haven't met the actual small fairy. You actually but, yeah, figured out where Woodland Stable was, even though the game doesn't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going that way, roughly. Well, I'm sure. That's also the way to Death Mountain for the next segment of the game, I guess. Which I, yeah, which Rob didn't uh, do. No, I think I, I was, was going. I, th- I think I intend to go to Kakariko because there was someone at, at the uh, right because the new route to Kakariko is all, yeah. also like further north than it used to be. Right. Okay. Well, so, I haven't gone there yet. No, I still haven't been there either. No, finally but made it to Hatton, some... though, but. Uh... That's right, first, that's, that's further, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've somehow skipped it. <laughs> the lookout landing, there was something like I'm, I'm heading to K- Kakariko Village, so I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll go there. Yeah, I guess when you go back there after the Rito is when they tell you about the rings. Yeah, they tell you about 
it's the translation thing, right? The, the yeah, stone the tablet thing. thing. Oh, drops. Okay. And I just, yeah. I just found a, something in the sky that I can't translate. Just the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. Take a photo. <laughs> yeah. Take photos. Oh shit! <laughs> I should probably have done that. Yeah. Sensible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I still, I. I'm very clearly not playing this on the, the golden path. I <laughs> you're involved no. in the cross-country player. He just goes... I, I, so like, do I, though. Like, I'm they trying to... straight cross-country. Well, I'm trying... Well, it's not just that, but I'm trying to do what... I, I'm not even trying to do it. Like, I guess I'm naturally drawn into the... Tr- the the Like, oh, there's there's clearly something interesting over here. Right. I'm going to yeah. do that while I can... While I've clocked it, as opposed to the yeah, main objective. Yeah. And yeah, so that's totally. what that's what instead of like going to the going to you know Death Mountain and stuff, I just ended up going all the way around the houses and ended up in Zora's domain and doing that instead. Yeah, sure. And I still haven't I done almost... Death Mountain. I still haven't been there. I'm not, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've even got the tower for Elden. You know, it's sure. I mean, maybe oh, it's no, just Death did, Mountain but... the next one after Rito Village in that kind of yeah. It's the way it guides you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Because because it's telling me to have a nice meal at the restaurant. That seems to be the guiding. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, that is like the pre. That's like the pre-story bit of Death Mountain, I guess. The Goron right. restaurant. But I know from the last game that that involves eating rocks. Like, I'm uh-huh. Yeah, well, apparently yeah. everyone else in the world kind of didn't realise that. So. <laughs> no. I mean, it was funny when I, I, I found one Goron who was going to visit the ruins in Kinkariko, who was like, he wants oh, to eat, I, them. He wants yeah. to eat them. Yeah, it's like, oh, they must, they must be so delicious. Well, like, you know, that would have made more sense for the for the new Goron meals to be like all the sky rocks, yeah, yeah. right? Because it's like, you know, it's new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've got a, they've got a new flavour. That's true. Do so they break it down into some kind of weird spice? Then you can you put on your food, so you could have like zonite spiced food. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be good. But no, apparently it's just some other. Well, no, no spoilers. It's some other kind of rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess in Rob's Rob's cross country case, it must just be like some kind of coincidental, like accidental leading where you're like seeing a cave and then going into it, and then maybe it's a cave with a secondary exit, and then you're coming out of that and then seeing another thing. It's just like mm. you're following a yeah, path the way it's just your it's visual accidental visual guidance. Yeah, because <laughs> it's obviously yeah. not as intentional in this game as it was in Breath of the Wild. No, no, no. I still and I still stand by my original statements. I think it's visual leading yeah. isn't as good. As Breath of the Wild isn't um, quite it's, as good. Yeah, it's, it's way a bit more, more chaotic. Yeah, chaotic's the word. Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. It's... I did f- I did find myself in the depths, by the way, but I didn't know what to do down there. I, I found <laughs> right. one light route and activated it, and then I was like, "Well, you just you just went in there before do. you'd done the actual first depths mission, I guess." Or the second oh yeah, part. no, I haven't done any mission involved. No, I just fell oh. down a hole. Yeah, you should probably like, oh, okay. probably go do that. Yeah, there's some people that talk to at Lookout. Landing. Where's that? They'll guide you. It's oh, in Lookout Landing. Landing. Okay, just oh, okay. Get that out of the way, and then the that. depths will become more make just. Well, I mean, make more sense. It doesn't really make they? much more sense than what you've already found no, out. But the, like the, de- the depths remain like where I'm finding more of the mysteries. I suppose like I found like, one, or, one or two things where I'm just like I don't know what that is. Because uh, like the Sky Islands are not, don't seem to be, as I'm unveiling the map, don't seem to be covering much of the map. No, Whereas the dev, the devs does seem to be pretty much the entire map. Yeah, a full entire copy of Hyrule Underground, but a much less interesting one. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. it's basically like 
I think it's actually intentional that the depths doesn't have as much in it because they the depths is where they want you to use like vehicles and stuff, which is why there's oh. all, all over the depths you'll see little like build stations basically with equipment in. Yeah, but man, like I've only just got to the point where I've unlocked the second battery on my like on my like belt because well, that's because you haven't been enough in the depths. Exactly, that's where you get the battery. Oh, I mean, yeah, but oh, the requirement okay. for that is. Deep. No, it's not. <laughs> Isn't it? It seems like it at the start, but it quickly becomes not really? actually that expensive. It, it, uh, yeah, it, it feels like it took my entire stash to get this one battery like added to mm. my... So I've got you know two batteries instead of one. Here's an incredibly mild spoiler for you. That, sure. that battery bar, I, I, I was... Because it's a physical thing on links on belt on your belt, you can see it, so you can see how like how many yeah, battery yeah, yeah. segments you've got. So here's the spoiler for you. I, I was stashing up enough crystallized charges to make the last batteries to fill out the whole thing. And I was like, okay, good. I'm nearly done with this. But no, you get upgraded versions. So it refills the entire set again. There's like a whole oh. second layer of those batteries. So once you wow. think you're done, you're actually only halfway done. It, it doubles up. Which you have to get one by one to. Well, not again. you can just, uh, when you go to the forge construct or whatever it just uses however many crystallized however many hundred crystallized charges you have it does it all at once so yeah because it made a when when i went there it was like saying i needed a hundred for a well and three wells make a battery yes but it doesn't count that individually like so i can't make a single well and have like a part of battery. Like. No, yeah, you can. That's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, it so does, can, it so doesn't count partial batteries. Ba- so. The batteries is only for the UI indicator, basically. Huh. The wells are just made individually every 100 crystallized charges you have. So every time you have more than 100, you can just, well, basically, whenever you're in lookout landing and you're just like, oh, yeah, I should just take all the crystallized charges I've got over there. <laughs> just dump them in. Also, those don't appear to be used for anything else, just in, just in case you were worried about that. Oh, is that guy? Oh, that guy's. Oh, I keep forgetting that guy's right outside lookout landing because I went I went back to the, the one in the inside the No, I went to the one in the depth. Oh, the other one, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. I mean, there's tons of those. Oh, are there? Okay. Well, actually, I guess there's not as many of the making the crystallized charges. There's tons of the forge ones where you can buy the crystallized charges. They're all over the place. Oh, so those are the only ones I know of. Yes. There I are, see. There are plenty of those. But like that's not that's not even the problem, of course, because that shop restocks quickly or whatever, relatively quickly. Oh, sure. If, if you're yeah, buying the crystallized charges, still, still don't have enough zonite to do that stuff. But yes, there's other ways to get crystallized charges. The way you start just banking them pretty quick. Interesting. I've not come across that method. Well, you you might have, but just not realized, I guess. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yeah, doesn't matter. I'm like talking about it in a non-spoilery yeah. way, I suppose. No, as far as I'm concerned, I can't. I don't know how to do it. There is one thing I did want to say that's not that I'm going to say in a non-spoilery way, but like as I've got further into the, I guess, late game towards the end, and I, I said before I was trying to play it in a way where I was just letting the game tell me to do things, like even though I knew that I could go and do certain things ahead of time because I played the rest of the world and it was really obvious. I was just waiting for the game to tell me to do it. Like, maybe the Lost Woods was the was one of them. But, like... 
when you look at the way the story plays out with like the dragon tears and everything because the dragon tears are basically like the memories which is to say you can just get them in any order which is slightly weird yeah and it's made possibly slightly more weird in this game because one of the tiers contains like way more actual information than all of the other ones Hmm. like a lot of them are just like you know general goings on but then you find one of them and it's like this contains all of the plot elements (laughs) which is slightly weirdly balanced but the other problem that i was seeing with it as i got into the late game is that like the story is kind of linear but because it's built into this open world you can get parts of it in a non-linear way and kind of like spoil yourself basically on the story which is really weird like i feel like they should have maybe if they want they should have gated the story but even Mm. though that would like go against the open worldness of it like they could have adjusted the tiers to make it so that no matter they should have made it so when you got a tier it just played the next scene in the in the linear story rather than whatever the random one you got was that would have solved that but even beyond that it doesn't help that towards the end of the story there's these weird branch points mainly i was talking to this i talked about this to rob in in a slightly more spoilery way last week but like yeah there's a point where you get uh, after you get the 11 normal tiers there is of course the secret final tier just in the same way as the memories Mm -hmm. and that final tier scene does a like dramatic clips from all the other tiers kind of thing as you would expect because you know dramatic story moment or whatever but it also uses a little clip from a different scene that's not from the tiers and depending on what order you may have done other things in the game you potentially might not have even seen that scene yet (laughs) which i found very strange it's like you can see that see that clip of that scene before you know the rest of that scene, right? <laughs> so mean, it's meaningless and just like what what you're trying to convey here. Well, it's it's not meaningless. It's actually like important. Sto- even that little clip is important to the story, but it, there's more context if you've seen the whole of that clip, right? Okay, yeah. The whole of that scene. So yeah, it's like I feel like they've tried to put this lin- more li- more linear story, the Breath of the Wild, into the same like mechanics as breath of the wild but then because it's a more linear story it doesn't work with the open worldness of the game Mm. like potentially you could you could you could potentially find the the main spoiler of the whole story almost instantly (laughs) like if you just happened to do one certain thing that the game wouldn't tell you to do until much much later but if you you know if you you were just if you were just exploring in a certain way you'd just happen upon this thing and and have this weird spoiler and then also that links into another weird problem with it that like link like tells people what's going on a lot more in this game yeah he does like he, if you go back to like the sages after you've got them but you've progressed the story elsewhere you can like report in and sometimes they'll have extra information for you and it's like it's more that a more natural like conversation realistic sort of. like progression of the world going on mm. where like you can actually bring people information and they can actually react and that kind of thing but weirdly like even though 
the tears are kind of the most important bit of the story that Link is seeing all these visions and it's telling him all this information. He never talks to anyone about those. <laughs> it's right, like, right, yeah. you should maybe, maybe mention all this important information you're getting about these, these things that are going on that are quite pertinent to them. I mean, at a certain point, maybe you don't understand how it's relevant. Like Link wouldn't understand why it's relevant. The, uh, these scenes that are going on in the tear memories but like sure I'd, at a certain point you do <laughs> you'd, you'd probably tell Pura, right yeah and, uh, like what you were seeing like even least. impa who is like the quest giver for that for oh, the right. tears for, yeah, yeah for the geoglyphs you never report back you to never her. report back to her until you've done all of them and then right. there's just like a sum up and it's just like that's <laughs> maybe you should have maybe told people some of this information yeah maybe i mean there's it is. They are kind of separate. Like the only thing I can think of where they might overlap is the uh, when you do the uh, wind temple. There's some of the Rito talk about a Zelda sighting, right? And um, well, everyone's talking about Zelda sighting. Everyone's yeah. talking about Zelda sightings, time, but yeah, yeah. But, I, but there's a like that she might have been nefarious, like in, in that. Well, yes, that is one of the things that you can find out. That also, again, that is another situation of like. Once you know the information, the whole world doesn't really understand it yet. And I feel like that would have been one of the things that Link maybe should have talked to someone about. Okay. I mean, admittedly, but anyway, it's not I, guess, I guess all I'm saying is like they, they, that doesn't, you know, these sightings are happening, but you don't necessarily, you don't understand why you're seeing these visions. So it doesn't, it doesn't really explain anything well, in the here and now. Yeah. I, that, you, Yes, mostly. Or like, at least, at I least mean, where the, I'm at, no. That's, I mean, that's how it is. The, like, like, the tier visions are kind of separate in, like... Well, I mean, I guess it depends which ones you've seen. Like, that's the thing. Where, like I'm saying, there's that one that contains far too much information, which I feel like maybe you could, if you told anyone some of that information, it would explain a lot of things. And there's also another one that has less information, but also... So there's, like, these two tiers specifically that are much more pertinent to the whole rest of the story mm. and it's like oh yeah I mean, that would help if you just told someone that maybe <laughs> but yes anyway i let the game guide me through everything and there, there, there is a point where the where basically some it does eventually tell you to go to the lost woods so don't worry about that a bit of me thinks i'd have preferred it <laughs> oh. if they'd have tried if they'd have just you know lent into link being mute again you know that kind of thing like you know, he explains, but it's never you never see his dialogue right in this. He's like he's clearly talking to people, but it's like Yeah, he just does that hand motion of yeah. explain hand motion. Yeah. Just make Link mute. Make that lean into that story wise as well. Hasn't been like that for ages though. It kinda of should be. It could it could be funnier that way. But then they'd have Man to, a few words, aren't you? Then they'd have to bring <laughs> yeah, in a exactly. then they'd have to bring in a sidekick of some kind to do exposition. <laughs> Not that that would necessarily Jingle. be bad. Oh no, no, Navi would be back. I was kind Navi, of hoping yeah, they yeah. were just going to, you know, bring back Fi. I guess make the Master Sword be actual. Oh right, or just have freaking Raru. He's literally in your hand. Why not right. just have him? I mean, he's not literally in your hand. He's a ghost. But <laughs> they could have put him literally in your hand and ghost. just had him be. The exposition guy. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. I, I think they probably want to move away from the. They obviously want to move away from the trope of well, yes, like, obviously. like exposition buddy. Because Raru could just tell us everything, right? We wouldn't have to find the tears. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you I mean, have... could have told us everything anyway. Like, but... yes, 
but before he, he mysteriously disappeared for no apparent reason. Yeah. Why was he even there? King Rome, that's why. Yes, basically. But like, it, it, it makes much less sense in this game. Especially from other, other like, similar things that go on later in the story where it's just like, why was he a ghost who only hung around for this one specific moment and then disappeared? Getting around the edges of spoilers aside. Yeah. I still don't think mechanically I'm gelling with the combat here. <laughs> like, I know it's probably the same as Breath of the Wild in almost every respect, but something... I'm not clicking here. Like, I'm struggling with little things, like the Z targeting, or, you know, the equivalent of the Z targeting, the lock-on, like, it, the, it not locking onto the right thing, or I'm pushing the button and it doesn't lock on to something in view. Um, like, it'll mm. just put me into strafe mode. Or I'm very certain that the thing I was trying to do now when I I mentioned last time where I'm trying to bring up the weapon switch menu is there is just straight up a delay after like doing a, some actions. Like say you have done the double-handed swing, the two-step swing, you know, the swing that knocks someone over. And then if I go press too quickly to to bring up that menu, it just doesn't come up. And I've got to press it again. I get, um, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna have to deliberately test this after the podcast just to see if I can detect what Ron keeps talking about. Cause I still have, I still don't feel like that is a thing that I've noticed. Right. It, it, it just seems super common for me because I'm switching weapons all the time. And to be fair, that's kind of the other problem I'm finding. I'm finding a lot of time during combat going, right, I need to bring up the menu to fuse this thing to my arrow and then shoot the thing and then it's like it just like the combat doesn't flow anymore because you're faffing around swapping stuff out and fusing stuff to your arrows and it's like i, don't I know, never fuse stuff to arrows right <laughs> like yeah. i basically i only use that for like lead-ins basically right, i feel like that like it's trying to guide you all the mechanics in the game like are leading you to doing that sort of experimentation though right it's like oh this guy probably has a weak point right let's fuse some stuff and or has an elemental weakness of some sort. Let's well, fuse I mean, some stuff and try and figure that out. Sure. Some, you know, a lot of the time it actually doesn't work, as it turns out. Don't fire splash fruit at electric guys, as it turns out. That was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> yes, it's not quite a straight. They didn't add water to be the counter to electric. No, they really didn't. fire and ice. Um, that was yeah, that was a bad call. Um, <laughs> but like that's what I mean. Well, I'm trying to do that. I'm sort of going in. Or I want to go like find. Uh, oh, this is a situation where I'm going to want to use the muddle bud uh, and 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 fire that, or see what a puff shroom does. And then it's like I've got to go into the minute. and then you've got to browse through what is now an epic list of materials to try and find the thing you want to actually. I don't know. I find it. I've, I've I'm finding the combat a pain in the ass this time around. Well, I mean, and like, and it's sometimes in some places it's just the camera. It's just like the fact that it's entirely manual now, like. Or oh, I guess it always was in Breath of the Wild as yeah. well, but like it, it, it doesn't help you at all. Like the game, there's no, like, oh, the thing you're fighting is over here. I'm gonna sort of nudge the camera in that general direction. There's none of that, and that's quite annoying at times. <laughs> like I feel like it should be guiding you a bit in that respect. Maybe um, there's just too many times where something is off screen, doing stuff to you, and it's like. You can be helping me out here, guys. I know there's multiple Lazelfos around me. Maybe help me out when the one behind me is the one that's in that's about to hurt me. I don't know. It's just not. It's not flowing. 
for me. It's not flowing. Also, I'm still in the position where most things do a smeg ton of damage. Right. Still, even after a whole la- layer of like, well, basically leveling up everything I have with that first great fairy, I haven't sorted a second one out. Um, I still feel pretty weak. Link's not meant. I mean, Link is a little bit weak. That's kind of the thing, but you know, I don't know. And I'm. It's not clicking. That's the only way. That's the only way to say it. It's not clicking. The arrow um, thing is definitely a problem because that menu does suck for like selecting because it is just the entire yeah, list it's in a left to right list. Yeah, pad. and there's no it way. It does have the sorting, I guess. Yeah, the, I mean, ideal. you really have to just like as soon as you've used a thing a couple of times you just have to stick to using most a, used and it, that's it it needs a favorite list or some yeah they should have put or, a favorite or, or, list or in an there option as well. just to stick like so you can so when you're in that menu you can see every one of my shots arrows, yeah. It. yeah yes those two things would have helped but the the most used list at least helps a bit once you've started using some things consistently yeah because i don't like know buds and like bright blooms and bombs I, I, like i feel like the combat is actually leaning towards you doing swapping and stuff like that like I, i'd quite like to bring out like a sapphire rod for instance and freeze some dudes and then swap to some something heavier to actually land a big hit on those frozen guys mm, yeah i but mean i guess that sort of something you would do in breath of the world sometimes i mean I'm, I'm trying it most of the time but like it's the it's faffing in the menu that's really dragging that experience down it's... i mean I've, i think i've i've generally got better out at using the direct throw from hand for materials now like when I I use right. the, oh, use those using... as the elemental attack and then follow up with a, a regular weapon oh interesting okay so I was, I've been doing that in the depths, like to throw like blue, yeah, sure. rather than wasting, wasting arrows. Because <laughs> I'm actually like you, like my arrow count started started to go down, and yep. I'm like, oh no, am I actually going to start having breaking greats again? Yeah. <laughs> you think you have enough arrows, but you don't. <laughs> you, you do not. No, you use a lot of arrows. But yeah, direct, I I just direct throw a lot of stuff now. I mean, there's certain situations where certain enemy types where it's just like this is just quicker don't bother fusing a, a, a fire thing to an arrow just shoot an ice let's so just throw it in their face mm. <laughs> same effect because they just die one hit regardless the arrow damage doesn't actually matter I don't, I don't remember having so much of a problem with things like this in the in the previous game i don't i can't put my finger on it it's six years ago afterwards <laughs> like i haven't quite got that got that memory with me but uh, actively avoiding fights is more fun. Well, sure. I mean, that was a thing for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to get into combat with anything if I can help it. God damn it, I hate fighting the Taluses now. I don't know why. I just, I just find them really annoying. They've never been particularly difficult. It's just mildly annoying. I think this is the exact same thing that Breath of the Wild did, where it's just like, it's at the start, you want to avoid all the fights and you're super weak so you just die really easily, but then you you reach the inversion point where it's like, now, where I'm at, obviously, combat is all super easy and I'm just like, I've got all these good-ass weapons, I can just beat anything I want and I can just walk straight through them. Oh, I'm very much not there. Um. But like, it was just the same as Breath of the Wild, where it's like that, it, it inverts really hard. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like that's a very smooth transition between feeling weak mm, yeah, and feeling powerful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. You'd want it to be so that majority of the game, there's you know you want to fight them for the reward of 
whatever weapons or whatever they drop, but it's Horns not super and... easy. Yeah, that would be ideal, right? But in practice, like it's probably not worth the weapons that you lose fighting them for most of the game sure. to get what they have. You might as well avoid. Well, them. yeah, if I stumble stumble across something that's too high a level, which you do in that game quite a lot, yep. and it's like there, I cannot take this on. Like not even for fun factor, I can't. I just can't take this on because I, I'm I'm going to lose it, all my stuff. If there was a reward that was worth it, then it would be cool. But most of the time there, there isn't. isn't really. Well, I mean, yeah. at least in this game, you always get the horns, which is like that's just essentially giving you a good weapon. Sure, essentially something you can fuse that under anything, and it will be fine. Or you know, some and some like the talisers get you. You get the heart, right? So yeah, a, a nice even talisers actually drop something now. Yes, yeah. mm. apart from gems, I guess you could use them as well. Sure, for magic weapons especially. But it's it's like that that hard difficulty spike is slightly mitigated in this game because slightly more of the enemies in the world stay at a fixed level rather than leveling up. Right. Like even where I am right at the end of the game, basically around Lookout Landing, I'm there's still like red goblin bosses right. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I, but that's more important for being able to harvest the materials for upgrading armor and that kind of thing. <laughs> I really, I really don't mind that. Like, I kind of, I kind of like that there are areas that are just like tough, and it's like you shouldn't, you might, you might not need, you probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, that's that's fine. I kind of don't mind that. Um, yeah, the Dark Souls effect, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, when it, when when you reach the inversion point, I, it's like I don't, I, I don't know exactly what it is that that makes it invert like that. It's probably just the great fairies, like. Once you get enough armor upgrades to actually be able to withstand stuff, because I like weapons don't really get much better. Like as soon as you're finding the royal swords as a base, sure. it's only a matter of what you're attaching to them, because the the base sword part doesn't get really much better than that. No, it's always about yeah, it's always about the attachments. And when it's like a fourteen for the royal swords base, and then the thing you're attaching to is like thirty, it's like the, the majority <laughs> yeah. of it is the attachment. <laughs> Durability, that's always the I guess when you've got something attached, that takes most of the hits, right? And it's like takes most of the damage. Well, but... apparently it's actually a really simple system where it's like when you attach something, it basically most things, it just gives it basically plus twenty-five durability. Okay. And it's it's and it, whenever a fresh thing is attached or no. It's like it it's a plus twenty-five durability, but it's not linked to the thing that's attached so basically everything that's attached uses that 25 durability so if you swap out what's attached it's still at whatever percentage of that 25 you've already used just it doesn't reset basically there's a few exceptions for like if you're attaching a weapon to a weapon then it's using that weapon's durability so that's why you can get it so that the top part can break off if you're using stacked weapons Rather oh, than, so, the, so yeah, because I guess that doesn't happen if you yeah. just attach a rock. If to it's a, a material, the whole yeah. weapon just breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Apart from in a few exceptions, there's like very specific materials that only have like low One durability or, or whatever. Something like that, yeah. But yeah, it's basically a matter of your your the weapons almost the weapon bases almost don't matter. Uh, even in, in the late game, it's still sometimes fine to just use a stick <laughs> or a slightly fancier stick, I guess. A gnarled stick. Yep. Tier 3 sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that's how they should have spelt tears in tears of the kingdom yeah tears tears i mean it's a free tiered world gnarls of the tears skyland and depths yep it's true so what's the advice going through the game for weapons just fuse the horns basically yeah i mean as soon as you have more than 30 of any type of horn those are basically freely usable you're never going to probably need more than that for upgrades Mm. sell them for cash as well if you need that but you know there's always gems for cash and experiment a little bit because you'll find some synergies yeah a few and also experiment enough to sort of recognize the the weapon shape synergy kind of thing it's not really (laughs) it's not really a synergy as such but like certain if you put like a piece of amber on a long sword and it makes it really short it's like uh, yeah that's clearly not really meant for that purpose sometimes you can tell it's mm. m- generally more obvious when it's like it looks like the thing you've attached is meant to be there rather than it just being stuck on the end right yeah. <laughs> that's sort of how you can tell what well, some of them are just the accommodations are pro- pre-programmed and they they just work you know, it's not exactly pre-programmed it's like the shape is right i guess Mm. It looks it looks like a proper weapon, I guess. Yeah. Apart from rock. I just did the shrine that teaches you that attaching the fire hydrant <laughs> makes a hammer, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I haven't done that one. I don't think I have either. <laughs> no. I mean, I've had the fire hydrants pretty, but mm. I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't think I've ever encountered one and fought to fuse it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh... I was because it was just a giant rock wall, and it's like, well, I've got no means to blow this up. And then there was like, uh, and it was clearly right. It, the shrine was like, water shows the way, and it's like, well, it's got to be this fire, the hydrant thing, but mm-hmm. how? And then it's just a rusty claymore there. <laughs> it's yeah, like, so just make oh, a hammer. Okay, a lot I of things make hammers use. when you touch the claymore, yeah. though, really. So. <laughs> Not just hydrants. I suppose so. Anything big and chunky attached, but to it was the, the base of the. It's the base of the hydrant forms. The yeah, it does make a like nice whatever. hammer yeah. shape. <laughs> yeah, coincidentally. Nice. Coincidentally, yeah, nice. And you're just spewing water everywhere as well. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Alrighty, is that a podcast? Right, that, yeah, I think that might be a game. Uh, a <laughs> I mean, game. it is a game. It's definitely a game. <laughs> it's definitely a game. It's a lot of a game. It's a lot of game, and we are a lot of playing it, and there'll be a lot like, more next time. It's still, and I'm playing it quite a bit, it still only feels like I'm scratching the surface at this time. Like, yeah, I know. Plenty of areas I've not been to. I mean, there's plenty of areas I haven't been to. That's, that's the ridiculous thing. I've played it so much, and like... That's madness to me. The snow and the desert and the jungle I've basically only mainlined. Like, I haven't explored those areas. Oh, hell, man. Jeez. All right. More Zelda to play. Let's yep. get to it. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, and uh, that was a long one with plenty of uh, good news this time around. No complaints of, of no news. We even had some house grouse. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of house grouse. Legit house grouse. And uh, plenty of Zelda. And uh, so uh, we are continuing to do our Let's Plays on YouTube. So check out our um, Beyond Good and Evil Let's Play that we are doing. Woo! Uh, Beyond Good Evil 2 know. is coming soon to play yeah. Star Wars Outlaws. Star Wars Outlaws, yeah. Uh, yeah, so and uh, so catch us for that, but otherwise we'll be back with another Salacast in a couple of weeks, so we'll catch you then. Thanks very much. Goodbye.